let me just say, I wish that we could play music from YouTube to get us pumped. Because there's music that I play, and I know there's music that you play before every show that helps us get pumped. And and it's so sad that we can't transfer that as, as a good, maybe even like another intro to, you know, how we're feeling. And there's always a song that kind of captures it. Can I, I just say something? What, we what don't have the budget. Yes, All right? that... <laughs> we talked about this before. Yes. We we can't we don't have the budget for anything. All right. So I'm just gonna tell you you can hymn some stuff. I yeah, wanna... yeah. That's what I was doing. I was you heard me, yeah, right? Yeah. It. But don't uh, it can't sound too much like it. It's okay. gotta sound a little off so we just don't have the copyright issues. Kinda like Queen I... and Vanilla Ice. It, you know, it can't, <laughs> we don't, we, yeah, we, we gotta be that. Their song goes, ding, ding, yeah. ding, ding, ding. My song yes, goes, it's totally different. Splitting hairs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, can I at least say the name of the band that I was, uh, hum, like, getting into the mm, Yes, the but you have to with? change the name. Oh, God, it has to rhyme with something? No, Ooh, you just hard. have to change the name. Okay. Yeah. Um... Anger against the system. Like, ga- like for Gatorade, you have to do like crocodile assist. You know, like, I, I can't do it with that band. Like a cheap I don't know. Chinese I, yeah, off. All right. Yeah. yeah. Oh I, I, so, the band has the, lo- the name's too long. You're uh, killing me. All right. Either way. Look, well, anyway, guys, this is the Nissan Nerd Podcast. My name is Mike Delashmith. With me, as always, is Miles Hall. Uh, I guess we can quit our banter for now, though. But, guys, <laughs> thank you for being with us. We are here for another episode, uh, the first of 2023, by the way, guys. <laughs> we hope yeah. you're doing well. Uh, Miles, um, you got anything to say before we get started here? Uh, get started. No, actually, uh, welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Nissan Nerd Podcast. It's been a minute since the end of the year. We are obviously transitioning into 2023, in case you don't know how to read a calendar. Um, but other than that, um, yeah, it's, you know, we ended the year on a good note, a lot to live up to for 2023 above and beyond. So we'll see if we can continue to meet or exceed expectations. Uh, we will uh, let you know as we uh, continue on. First one out of the gate. Let's see if we fall on our face. We'll go from there. Uh, what episode number are we on right now? This for is like the one, dude. We're in... for the historical we're... records. Yeah, we're breaking new ground, man. We're we're keeping on going, refining our craft. I don't know if we can we say refining. I think that's that stone is pretty not sharp. It's not not a quite a, shot, a flat but... stone. It's very dull. <laughs> yeah. We are the we are the spork of Nissan podcasts. But you know, there you what? go. That's what it is. We're always there for you, just like a good spork should be. Yeah, All right. exactly. All right. So, all right, moving in. <sighs> all right, guys. Uh, for this episode, uh, the things we're going to be talking about here. Uh, first off, we're going to highlight a few Nissans that are being featured at the Tokyo Auto Salon. That's happening right now in Japan. Uh, this includes Nissan's recent unveiling of the 2024 GTR. And then later on, we're going to be discussing Nissan's posting of its 2022 U.S. sales report. Uh, got some really cool insights for you guys on that. And later on, uh, Miles and I, we're going to be playing a game called Agree or Disagree. I think it's going to get pretty creative, though. And guys, we really want you to participate with us, so stick with us. This is the Nissan Nerd Podcast. <laughs>
So again, uh, first episode for 2023. Yeah. <sighs> Let's just take a breath here. Yeah. Brand new year. It's going to be a good year. Obviously, uh, 23, again, if you don't know, it's Nissan in Japanese. So it's ah, got to so be it's more Nissan's, of a revelation. It, it's Nissan's year. This right. Nissan's year. It's going to be our year for a lot of, and a lot of you guys, uh, Z enthusiasts, make this your year. How about that? Use that I know, motivation uh, here in 2023. Yeah, Nissan's a Japanese company, but what is it in the year of the Chinese Zodiac? Like the year of the the ox, the snake, the, the rat, the... Oh, I read the, I read an article about the weevil the um <laughs> the, the turducken I don't know uh, we'll figure it out as we the go the jackalope or something like some weird the jackalope that's like, that a Texas joke on them I don't know yeah <laughs> the armadillo that'd be weird all right moving on but uh, yeah thanks again for everybody who's been continuing to support us uh, we're gonna move right on into the show but um usually me and Mike take a minute to kind of catch up um Mike what have you been up to. So, uh, you know, obviously we've gone through a lot of things since uh, our last episode. We've gone through Christmas, gone through New Year's. Um, went fairly smooth. I, I think what the funnest, one of the funnest things that I can at least call out uh, that I'd be pretty fun is that I think on the last episode I talked about, I talked to you at least about it where, you know, we've got a local K1 uh, carding um, facility. And, you know, every month they have a uh, tournaments where they get – some of the fastest drivers that are on the record and for those who want to uh, actually be competitive and 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 compete for points this is like a you know an actual uh, tournament you know uh, at the end of the year they give out trophies and awards i wanted to qualify for it. i just wanted to see whether i was within the ring of being able to uh, participate in this year so that's what i did uh, just before uh, new year's i went out to k1 and gave it my chance gave it my all to uh uh, to qualify and be accepted into this tournament. Unfortunately, I was about 0.8 seconds uh, behind, so uh, I did not meet qualifications. That just means I got to lose some more LBs and yeah, I was gonna uh, say you're, spend uh, some you're, more time. You're yeah. one muffin top away from qualification. <laughs> uh, by well, my <laughs> so, but may yeah. I just say I'm not saying these things are rigged, but let's let I mean, we can talk about the the uh the non-level playing field of karting of, uh, of, of, of yes Cards of that aren't commercial yours. indoor karting yes it's, uh, i'm gonna tell you right now a 15 year old kid that weighs in at like 95 wet with like you know uh with a brick in his pocket is still like uh, two of those kids is like each butt cheek for me so yes i'm just saying that right now usually my skills have to far exceed their their uh their their food their lack of wanting to eat food their anorexia so uh <laughs> you know so well, but i will tell you what most times i usually beat down all those kids with yeah. much pride so <laughs> i've seen you i've seen you also you know what i thought you were gonna say too when it comes to commercial like you said commercial uh, go-karts you got to understand that they are not properly maintained no. as well as a professional yeah. league where no. you're actually trying to be competitive no i mean they are a are a mixed bag uh we've run into this many times before miles where the the tires might be great but the brakes suck or the brakes oh, are yeah. good but the acceleration do you want to handle or do you want to stop what do you want to do yeah and then, and then do you, you want power <laughs> it's like the three the three categories you want power power yeah. uh stopping or handling it's like well Pick, pick yeah. two. <laughs> Just... Pick two. And, and the crazy part is, is that you, 
I, I have yet to get a cart that has the trifecta, you know, all three in a perfect cart. And, and you can't think, pick the number. I also you know, think that racing guys always have that. Like, if you're truly, like, competitive, it's always something. Like, something wasn't right. Something wasn't done. The aerodynamics on the cart weren't correct. It's like, <laughs> it, it can always be that. It's like, it's aerodynamics. We're inside. These things don't top out at 20. You know, you, you, ne- you the, the top speed here is, like, 23 miles an hour. So, it's like... The reality is it's always going to be a thing for a guy because you always have to have that exit door of an excuse for That's what every I racing yes. situation. It's so. always a good excuse. And the number one comment I always hear, especially in tournaments and stuff like that, it's always, I had the line, bro. And it's just <laughs> like, what line? It's an imaginary. I know what you mean by line, but did you really? Like, I mean, you can't really recreate <laughs> you know, that. You know yeah. what's funny is we're actually going to talk a little bit about virtual racing a little bit here today. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's actually an important point. That's kind of like, again, another equalizer when playing in a virtual world. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, so, yeah, your karting event was good. Uh, you didn't qualify. I didn't qualify. Um, However, I want to make one more comment about that as well. And it's just an please. observation when I was there. And this is kind of serving as a PSA for all you guys out there, for anybody who uh, decides to take a date to a karting oh, okay. track. Don't do not do it. You th- Maybe in your mind you think you, it's a waste uh, of money. you got it. Or – Okay, you might be that one percent who actually has a date, who's competitive, and maybe you know a driver. You know, um, take her down, uh, sweep right. the leg, Johnny. Go, go do some putt putt, but you know what I mean. But uh, let me tell you why, because I did see uh, a young uh, boy and girl. It was obvious it was a date, and it, I just couldn't help for laughing. First of all, I was guilty of. I did the same thing in my twenties. I took a date to go karts, and it wasn't the Never. wasn't no. the best. Because you do one of two things. One is either you just you know, you smile and laugh. Oh, this is cute. And then once they open up the gates, you just start running laps around her. And then yeah. she's just by herself driving. And then there you are just on your own. And that doesn't really scream a successful date. See, or Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Or the second thing ha- that happens is that you intentionally sandbag yourself to where you kind of, you know, stay around her, maybe bump into her, you know, kind of make it fun. But deep down, you know that you're like – Dude, like, I, like I want to go fast. Oh, yeah, that fake laugh. Like, oh, the yeah, fake laugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so much fun. This is so fun. You know, yeah. About how many rounds? Yeah. Okay. Oh, man, you almost um, had me. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, you know, I, I go, I take an option C and I just, yeah. I, when I lap, I, I clip that person. Um, <laughs> that person? Yeah. You know, I mean, let's talk about cervical and thoracic sprain strain. All right. So, you know, the thing is, the relationship or, you know, the date might only be two, three hours, right. In totality. But yes. the reality is a good neck or back injury is going to stay with you for a lifetime. And that's what <laughs> you really make, want. When make you make her an remember impression. you. That is, yeah, is yeah. physical impression. It can't get any better than that other than like a facial scar. So it's like, but uh, no, I mean, in all sincerity. Um, yeah. Don't take a date. Um, unless you just, Unless it's well, like a, it, you found the one that's full out competition, you know, if she's into it that, or she smokes what, you. Yeah. That's what Harold said. Harold. Thank you for that comment, Harold. You, again, when you find the one, maybe that's how you know. You know what I mean? When it's, you finally get put in your place. Yes. When, uh, when she spanks you. And, and, and she goes, and, oh, I didn't tell you. Yeah. And, and then Freud said most guys are looking for their mothers. So <laughs> spanking. But, all right. Moving along. Yes, so yes. How about I'm you glad. Do? I'm glad yeah. you enjoyed your karting experience. Me, um, I'm just working on everybody else's stuff like I normally do. 
So, um, yeah, I've just been fixing up other people's cars. I bought more cars. I bought another Z32. Uh, dude. To fix up and to flip. <sighs> sure. But, um, That's what they all say. Yeah, well, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> I've been buying uh, more tools and I'm fixing up a garage. So I'm doing big boy man stuff. So it's too much to talk about. That's a whole separate podcast about Miles Dumb Life. Um, episode number 46. It's called, called Bad that. Decisions. Yeah. Oh, Miles is bad. Dec- bad car <laughs> car decisions. Okay, got it. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's cool, man. Uh, but yeah, that's all I've been doing. So let's uh, but let's move on down the line. Um, anything else that you got going on before we depart? Oh, oh. As far as anything else, um, I did spend the last week in here. I have a donor engine. Obviously, we've talked about it throughout the episodes. I am on a ongoing saga with my uh, 300ZX uh, spun uh, uh, rod bearing. I found a donor engine not too long ago. Uh, finally, did a compression test. Passed with flying stars. Uh, great engine compression, which is a great start. So uh, now it comes down to ordering parts, which I just did. It's coming in the mail pretty soon. And we're going to be pulling the engine uh, this weekend so that we can begin. Um... My back twinkled like that when you said that. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah. yeah, for those that don't know, it, for the new unicorn over the next five to ten years, and I'm saying it right now if you're a VG30 guy, whether you're Z31 or Z32, that's uh, dual overhead or single overhead cam, cranks. Cranks are going to be the new uh, Z32 dollar. All right. So, um, you know, the new unicorn teeth. So hold on to those. If they're coming around, make sure you're keeping them as cores because people are spinning bearings like nobody's business out there. So just to let you know. <laughs> anyway, but, uh, well, I hope you get it done. Or I should say, I hope I get it done. Future Miles, who's going to be pulling this engine. I, I have complete faith in you, Miles, to get it done. All right, moving along. Uh-huh. Um, right. want to give an acknowledgement to those that kind of uh, showed up and are hanging out and partying with us right now. Yes, thank um, you, guys. A little shout-out to Harold, Randall, Haley, Diego, and whoever else is sitting in the wings right now. Um, <laughs> chime in. Tell us uh, how good or bad we're doing for the uh, the new episode for the new year. So we'll go from there. Um, please, continue, please continue to uh, comment throughout the episode. Um, as we'll continue to share your uh, comments throughout the show, and we'll talk about them. And we're going to need you later on in the show, so definitely stick with us. Definitely, sure. yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, go ahead, Mike. All right, yeah, is it my turn here? All right, guys, so we're going to get started. Of course, one of the things that we like to do is give out a good uh, salute. We say, Ganpai. Uh, if you got a drink, join us. Uh, we're going to get this show started. Uh, you going to start off first? So here you go, Miles. We'll do a clink. Boom, Ganpai. Uh, mm. Good pee today. <clears throat> now there are two um, people specifically that we want to dedicate our compai to uh, for this episode. Uh, the first one is our friend, Mr. Tamuo-san. He is uh, this last week has been his birthday. I uh, didn't catch the year. I don't know if he likes to tell people. Twenty-one. <laughs> why not let's say that Tomo-san uh prodigy at Nissan uh child prodigy at Nissan yeah <laughs> uh had his recent birthday so we definitely want to say goodbye to him Doogie Hauser of Nissan Design Doogie, the Doogie Hauser of Nissan Design <laughs> Mr. Well, kudos to him uh, and uh, yes. happy birthday and uh we also have more on a somber note uh we yes. do have to uh, make a note for those that haven't uh, already heard uh, there has been, unfortunately, a, a uh, large loss in the uh, community. But... Yes. 
Uh, of course, for those uh, who knew uh, or have known of Mr. Ken Block, uh, he uh, tragically passed away here on January 2nd of a snowmobile accident uh, near his ranch in Utah. He was 55. Uh, although not Nissan-related, though, Ken has been a influential person within the automotive culture for, for many, many years uh, if anybody's ever had a sticker uh, or a T-shirt that says Hoonigan, this is Mr. Hoonigan. He actually uh, would go around and say that he was the HHIC, which is the head <laughs> Hoonigan in charge, uh, co-owner uh, of Hoonigan. Actually, uh, dude, I didn't know this because I did, used to wear these in uh, in high school. He was a co-owner or co-founder of DC Shoes as well. Mm-hmm. Blew my mind. I didn't know this. So, um, uh, of course, he had the Gincana videos, which were amazing. He was a rally driver. He took that DC shoe money, became a rally driver. Eventually, it morphed into to a series of Gincana videos. Hoonigan is born uh, pretty much around the same time. This guy just, just did everything. And um, unfortunately, um, again, did pass away, though. We do want to give condolences to his family, specifically his daughter, Leah. She's 16 years old. Uh, however, she is a, an aspiring driver and has been featured in uh, as a driver in Hoonigan videos already. Uh, so we do want to support her. I understand it is going to be – it is a uh, – challenging time right now but you got it i hope she understands that the automotive world is is supporting her uh as 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 many ways as possible so again uh let's do one more time man we do another kind by on this one Uh, mr kim block number 43 there you go guys (laughs) double compi all right Well, um, let's go ahead and step into Nissan News, um, talk about everything um, we would like to share for the latest articles from the interwebs regarding Nissan, Datsun, and Infinity News, uh, both from our official newsrooms and from various media outlet sources, uh, (laughs) both legitimate and illegitimate. So we'll kind of talk about that. Um, First article up, Mike, I think it's you, man. Go for it. It is, it is. All right, guys. Uh, so, again, uh, getting into Nissan news. Now, I want to cover something that just happened literally uh, about just over an hour ago. Uh, Nissan had been, uh, through their through their YouTube channel, uh, arranged for a unveiling, online and unveiling of their 2024 GTR. Uh, this just happened here uh, at the Tokyo Auto Salon happening right now in, in, in Japan. So, this is a hot hot item uh you probably start to see um video blogs and and articles uh trickle in probably within the next 24 hours you'll probably see them on various social media uh which was the unveiling of the 2024 nissan uh, gtr i took some pictures these are just live snippets that i screenshotted from my computer screen so it's a little bit crude but you know what this is uh the the latest uh right now well we could grab it while we're on so yes yes exactly exactly so uh what i did do i did kind of try my best to uh recap what what was going on uh the inter- the uh the unveiling started at 7 p.m local time for us which is central uh time uh aswani gupta comes out dude i didn't know he spoke japanese Mr. Mr. Gupta was run, speaking Japanese. He was on for a full eight minutes. Did a very well job, I got to say. Uh, even though I couldn't understand a thing, I was very, rather impressed because that was the first time I, I heard him speak Japanese, though. Um, he did mention a lot of new things about the car. Of course, the debut uh, came out. The, the uh, cover was pulled off of uh, the, the two models of GTRs that were on the stage. You have two models, which is, of course, the standard GTR, and then you have the Nismo Edition GTR. 
Uh, you can see here, uh, the front end is this first picture I have. Uh, to the left, you can obviously, there is a facelift happening on the front end of the GTR. Um, I see a lower kind of lip. Uh, I don't know what, what... Go ahead. I think Split. it looks smoother. It, it definitely, I mean, it is obvious, I should say that. It's not like, you know, there are... Uh, call, we some call this lifts. a facelift in the industry. So. Yes, yes. Meanwhile, the GTR did get a more aggressive uh, facelift, as you can see here. Uh, uh, yeah. You do see carbon fiber uh, accents uh, throughout the presentation. There was an English translation, uh, live translation happening. So I did my best to catch as many keywords as possible. They're saying that these ground effects, though, do result in increased downforce in the front sure. end. Um, I do want to move on to this next picture here. This is the rear end. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Uh, rather exciting. This, too, I don't know if you call it a, a facelift. Maybe you call it a butt lift. I mean, I, I, is that what sure. it is? Yeah, we'll call it a butt lift. We'll go from there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't. I forgot what they're called, but I want to say I, I am going to use the term canards, like a rear canard. But, um, I mean, that's just that's some amazing aerodynamics right there. Assuming yeah. – I, I, Assuming that N Nissan did the uh, the highest amount of aerodynamics it possibly could on its side, which they did for the original GTR because it was groundbreaking. So them moving that um, moving that uh, that much forward is is pretty impressive. I mean, I already like the looks of the rear; it came out great. So I mean, yeah. the whole car looks good. Well, so now regarding this Nismo trim on the rear uh, exterior uh, aerodynamics. Uh, one thing I want to point out is that when called the big wing that you do have here, there was a mention that this is there is a 13% increase uh, in rear wheel downforce. Uh, doesn't just look pretty, man. It actually does something too. So the the standard model did also get a remodel on the rear wing, although not as uh, not as pronounced. Uh, the the standard model its its a change in the rear wing uh, increased a uh, uh, resulted in an increase of 10% uh, in rear wheel downforce as well. I'm going to move on to the next picture here, which is the interior. Uh, you've got a brand new set of Recaro seats. Um, a lot of the key words that were mentioned uh, with these seats was uh, its rigidity and how thin they are. And I really try to, I, I was glad to get this picture if you can see this, Miles. Look how thin that, that back Way uh, for thin those seats, way for thin, man. And, and they said that they were able to retain rigidity. Of course, these are meant for that track experience, keeping you in the car, keeping you uh, in the saddle. Uh, you know, in in these high corner turn, high speed turns and corners. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, there's also mentioned here. Of course, you've got red stitching, uh, genuine leather, Nismo logo embroidery, uh, exposed carbon frame on that as well. Um. Uh, yeah, next up, I had colors, exterior colors. This body color lineup, you have here four different colors. This is for the Nismo model GTRs. Um, nothing has really changed since 2022, uh, 2023, uh, last year, I, sh I should say, in terms of the Nismo colors. Um, the standard edition uh, GTR has about eight colors uh, that you can choose from, and that does include two that are exclusive for their T-Spec model of the GTR. Um, so uh, it looks rather uh, exciting there. I didn't catch, you know, I wasn't able to grab the other. 
that's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of the same colors are seeming like they're transitioning from the the last GTR um, to now, for the most part. I, I'm still in love with that blue, by the way. But, oh, um, yes. you know, one thing I did want to kind of mention is, you know, just how close the GTR was on the chopping block for no further production from uh, what we were hearing for some time. It's good to know that they, they rethought that and at least put the GTR for out for a um, unknown production time period for this for moving forward so yeah it's kind of nice i've got a few more things to share with you guys regarding the 2024 gtr uh, next one up uh honestly was that there is a revised exhaust system uh for this new model and one of the reasons for this is that there are new regulations in japan for noise uh happening uh, noise ordinance with exhaust systems so they said of course uh, and literally this is some of their almost i shouldn't say verbatim but a lot of the key words that brought up they said of course exhaust uh, a reduction in noise results in less performance i think we know that yeah. and then he also said he goes this makes the car boring they don't want to make the car more boring they want to keep the performance obviously uh while giving uh compliance to the local regulations so this is actually a a a revision that they've made here to the 2024 exhaust system, which is there is a uh, large resonator to one side of the exhaust system. And part of the intention is to uh, absorb uh, a lot of the low frequency uh, noises, uh, low frequency sounds uh, that really pertain to this noise ordinance. Uh, meanwhile, I think I, as you get into the higher uh, frequencies, um, I think that performance uh, is very similar to what you have now. So this is one of the ways that Nissan was able to essentially combat the uh, uh, local ordinances. Uh, I feel like it's a little noise. bit of a cheat, but I love it uh, because it's kind of <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, we'll play fair, and then it's just kind of like a little bit of a, um, a little bit of a, a mechanical or a, a, um, innovative middle finger maybe i don't know just throwing it out there but we're just talking but uh Haley did mention she goes yeah revised exhaust system and no audio or sound clips to the new gtr sound yeah you can't expect them to give out audio clips because then everybody's gonna nip it and take it all apart motor trend's gonna comment well, about how stupid it is and blah 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 because they're anti-import nine times out of ten and uh, here we go, right? So yeah. they're going to come out, and I, I think what was happening just after this, it was a thirty-minute presentation. What was happening about uh, probably be happening here within the next hour? There is going to be a um, uh, like after the event, like a secondary uh, presentation, okay. um, more more unofficial. I, I want to say we're going to hear some sort of sound clips sometime soon. I yeah, hope. Yeah, and, so, anyway. and you'll start seeing some stuff trickle through the newsroom typically as well, kind of talking about it, even giving more detailed explanation as they, you know, once they get past the initial release. But I like it. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, but we'll see, you know, again, it, it's just like everything else, you know, going to, you know, 202 sensors versus 402 sensors, two <laughs> cats going to four cats. I mean, that's just the world that we live in nowadays. The emission yes. choke chain is just, um, it is, is what it is. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm not about saving the earth. I had yeah. a, I had a earth magazine. I was just reading a minute ago. So to prove <laughs> yes. it, I do care about that kind of stuff, but at the same time, I'm also, I struggle, uh, the internal mother earth child and, uh, and the performance, um, you know, Motorhead well, listening yeah. to kind of charisma, they both battle themselves internally inside of me, just like most of us. But again, getting back to it, 
But these are the struggles that we have to. These are the the, the world that we have to live into. That's part of the great balance, though, Miles, is that you become very, very um, aware and conservative in all these other aspects of, of nature and uh, conservation and protection so yeah. that that you can drive the car that just pollutes the hell out of everything else. So, yeah. so it's it's like you, you made <laughs> you me feel dues. like you, you pay made your dues me feel like I was starting to get like baby seals and things in my <laughs> eyes. And I was like, oh, yeah, and like salmon running upstream. And then it was just like. Oh yeah, oil spills. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. But yeah, um, needless to say, the new GTR is is fairly impressive. Um, you know, in in both design and performance. So we'll see what else uh, we can um, scrape together as the newsroom start putting out more information. Again. Moving yeah, you, you, um, I believe we'll we'll see more coming up in the next. On that days. note, um, you know, of course, Nissan's dropping this information now as of today, just a few moments ago, if you will, um, on the eve of one of the uh, biggest um, uh, import car shows um, in the entire year, which is actually the Tokyo Auto Salon. Um, So the Tokyo Auto Salon this year um, is actually starting officially tomorrow and running in through the weekend um, at the Japanese uh, Japan's uh, Convention Center, um, I believe in Tokyo. Um, so that's actually going to be happening. Now, the cool thing about this year, and, and it, it's nothing new, but Super GT is is a is a huge feature that's going to be there this year. Um, I want to say there is a lot of Nissan presence, more than usual, um, for this next upcoming year. Um, in that, with that note, you're, we're starting to see like you know everybody that we're following through Instagram and the popular Nissan. Um, influencers as it were um, are yes. starting to show their vehicles um, um, you have manufacturers like uh, Impul that's actually starting to put their stuff HKS I mean I, it's all starting to come in for mostly the new Z primarily mm-hmm. now on that note it is the hot um, car right now yes. it, it is the hot car right now um, Sun King actually uh, for those that know him uh, he was in uh, very uh, with all in the Fast and Furious movies um, who's basically been a huge Nissan um, influencer over the last few years has actually just dropped his um, new Vilside Z um, or I, included with the Nissan wide body kit on the new Z. Um, and it actually just came out and uh, Mike, I'll actually, I wanted to share it. I, I know it's, it, this came out probably in the last few days, um, yeah. but not everybody's had an opportunity to kind of check it out as it were. And sure. I just wanted to kind of put it here in my background as we were continuing to talk about it. But, uh, yeah. It's an interesting color. I'm, uh, I like what, uh, you like what you're seeing? Well, at, at first, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go for it. <laughs> no, no. Let's talk about what Mike likes. So, um, no, I, I really, I, I, I like some of the design that's kind of coming around with it. Let me see here. Um, I mean, so for those that don't know, the, the history of the Vilside body kit with this particular movie character, as it were, Sun Kang, um, the Vilside wide body kit was primarily used on the RX-7 with this same color. And if you will, it's kind of like that character's livery color. Um, so that's why the Vilside and is synonymous with that particular character from the Fast and Furious series. So for them to do a wide body it, with the new Z, 
um, is, uh, it, it makes me happy. I'll leave it at that. So I just thought they did a damn good job with a lot of the details, like on the wings. Um, the wide body kit is wider, but it's, it's also subtle as far as wide body kits go. Um, I thought they did a darn good job with the, some of those aspects. So, and uh, then the interior, I mean, it's all, it, it's all well, uh, Ville sided labeled out, but I really, <laughs> so far we haven't got the greatest shots and, and that's my only complaint from uh, Sun Kang's uh, Facebook uh, posts that we kind of grabbed these from. They were okay. Um, I wish I would have got some more professional photos, which I'm sure they're coming down the way. But uh, honestly, I've always been a big fan of the color anyway. And uh, Well, it reminds me of the, uh, was it like the, I, I don't know if it was officially, I know it was. What was the, uh, like, the Nismo concept that happened during, um, I want to say it was during SEMA, but it was, like, a 432-inspired color, which is that orange-style uh, yeah. uh, paint scheme. Mm-hmm. And then, it, like you said, the car you're referring to for uh, Sun Kang's character in Fast and Furious was that RX-7 from Tokyo Drift, right? It was Correct. orange. Yeah, the FD. Yeah. It was and veal side all the way. You could, it was all side, obvious. All the way. And they... Uh, and they definitely made that. And and who who knew that it would kind of be something synonymous um, with uh, with his character? I mean, the, the color especially. <laughs> so um, yeah. So like I said, um, this is something to just check out. One of many. Again, um, we've been I've been watching these at these as these are kind of um, sneak peeked, if you will, um, and are being um, given to the public. But again, we won't over the weekend, we're going to see quite a bit. So keep your eyes out on Instagram pages and Facebook pages. Um, I did want to give a shout out to uh, Impul, um, believe it or not, okay. who actually also has a Z feature. This one has not been leaked yet. I'm sure it's going to be leaked in the next few hours. But uh, again, this is uh, one of their body kits that they're going to be uh, featuring for the new, and I'll get down so you can see it. Meow, meow. <laughs> uh, you in blue, man. I, would you say it's a calsonic blue, or is that that is? Be, yeah. Come on, now you know me better than that. That blue calsonic color is one of my favorite colors. <laughs> and uh, but again, um, you know, uh, this uh, this is just to talk about how much we're probably going to see from uh, this year's uh, Tokyo Auto Salon. I think Nissan's going to have a big hand in it again. This is Nissan's year, 23. So uh, we'll see how it kind of rolls out from there. And uh, um, I did want to mention one thing. Now, sure. Impul's always been making in- insanely good body kits, not always available to us here in the market without a hefty price tag associated to them. Um, if you're in the know, um, Impul is very, very popular with um, with uh, Infinity body kits. But again, uh, they they carry a substantial price tag. Um, just to give you an example of what I'm kind of talking about, I'm going to share my screen here momentarily. But uh, this is an Impul body kit um, that is um, that is uh, available for the Infinity uh, Q50, mm. and um, and and this has been out for some time. But a great looking body kit if you've got an opportunity to if you have the means. It's, it's choice. So choice. But again, uh, with a price tag at seven thousand one hundred ninety-five goddamn dollars for a body <laughs> kit, um, it, it it is uh, it is pretty substantial. But uh, but again, you know they they do amazing work. But again, it comes with a very hefty price tag most of the time. So anyway, just want to give a shout out to Impul. On yeah. That note. 
So, yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of that, though, uh, we did have some really good comments uh, that we want to share with you, too. Uh, JLE, Justin Eastman here, they're saying that the Varus kits looks really good, not as crazy as the Veal side kit. And um, yeah. I think that was Varus. what's used with the Sun Kang kit. I think, was that a Varus? If not, I'd have seen pictures of the Varus kit. Yeah, very subtle. It's not, you know, Varus nice. came out hard when, when the Z33 came around, um, you know, 350Z. I mean, they were swinging for the fences um, with, with a lot of their body kits and options. And, man, they have not quit with, uh, with coming out with impressive kits um, for really anything that they touch. So, yeah, that's going to be a nice uh, – a nice one to kind of see uh, if it's going to be available for our market at a reasonable price. That'd be kind of cool. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, we did have a few others here. Uh, of course, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about the balance behind uh, oh, having the um, being environmentally conscious and, and then not uh, Diego says that we're going to buy a leaf and straight pipe all those Z's. That's where he finds his balance. Not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, I would say the e-cars, unfortunately, are the future, but uh, there's some impressive stuff that's coming out. Every time I look, it's always like something that kind of moves my my like meter that much more forward um, towards that uh, towards that uh, that model of vehicle or that uh, a type of power plant. So, yeah, we'll see how the world kind of goes out from there now. Um, um, there was a note now talking about GTRs. You found an article about um, <laughs> Sebastian Vettel, and we kind of were talking about it offline. Uh, you want to yeah. give him, throw it at him? Cool, let's go for it. Uh, now, this next article here was from carscoops.com. Uh, it was kind of cool because, I mean, I was, not only was it Nissan related, but I am a fan of Sebastian Vettel and his F1 career. Uh, this article here is saying that Sebastian Vettel is selling his pristine Nissan GTR Black Edition. Apparently, it is a 2012 year model and 93 miles on it. Um, Sebastian Vettel did drive for Red Bull Racing and won four championships with them, and that was at the time at which... Uh, it, they were powered by the Renault Infinity uh, powertrain. Uh, so that's where I think that tie-in happens as well. And that's probably right, this, this is right around the time that Vettel was winning those championships. I'm sure this was a gift on from Nissan's behalf uh, for, for winning uh, the Formula One uh, League uh, series uh, for that year. Uh, the asking price here is $267,000 U.S. dollars. Uh, I believe it is being sold, obviously, in Europe. I think he said it was in Switzerland. Uh, it's, in, it's in Europe, though, currently. Uh, I believe it's location. Now, what got me about this was that, okay, it's been driven 93 miles. Now, I get it on paper. It's got Sebastian Vettel's uh, name on the title. There is a, an associated value with that. Um, but I started thinking 93 miles... Is that really enough to justify that he owned it, really? I mean, I want to say that those 93 miles were probably the Nissan dealer that they hired the kid to drive it to his house or something like that, you know. Uh, uh, I don't know. What do you think? Should there be, Is there a specific number of miles that kind of justifies it, someone truly having owned something? Uh, I mean, for ownership, I would say – you have to at least had one oh crap moment, um, you know. But if it was Sebastian Vettel, that might be a daily occurrence with that guy. Um, I would say one oh crap moment. 
I would say they had had some kind of a personal touch to it and either kept or removed. And then um, I would say public appearance. If you're that kind of a person, you got to be seen in it. Seen in it. Um, not necessarily um, own it and then just kind of given it away. I mean, there are now keep in mind, there are those, um, you know, film stars that own, you know, ridiculous amount of cars and never operate them and it just ends up underneath their name but yeah sebastian vettel i you know either way i think there's going to be some guy out there who wants a a a small taste or become come to see what glory tastes like at some type of aspect so they're going to buy this vehicle Uh, oh for sure i think that i think the price tag is going to sell for what it is i i don't asking price oh yes i don't doubt that it will sell for less than what they're asking for sure. Uh, and I do get it, yes, when it comes to being a, a very busy person, uh, whether like you said you said uh, any varying factor of celebrity, I get it. You can't really afford, not afford, but uh, you don't have the time to actually drive something as much maybe as you want to. But um, uh, it, it raised some eyebrows. I thought it was worth mentioning. Uh, for anybody who has the means, hey, it is uh, there, it is currently being listed uh, as of as of three days ago. Uh, this actually reminded me of an article that we reported on uh, probably in our early uh, podcast days, which was a car feature on an Infinity, uh, an Infinity model that was the Sebastian Vettel edition. This was the Infinity uh, FX fifty five, also happening around the same time at which. Uh, Vettel was winning these uh, uh, F1 championships with the Infinity Marquee. Uh, this edition had, I, I believe it was like 450 horses. They only made 150 of these, and uh, 60 of them were only made for uh, Western Europe, uh, or so they said here. This is through a Nissan uh, media outlet, uh, the newsroom uh, from 2012. Uh I don't know. It kind of raised, it, I would almost imagine this one being a little bit more rare. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. That's one of one, but probably just as rare or just as fun to get your hands on, I think, as well. Yeah. Sure. Go ahead and I'll take two. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll, cool, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, that was my article here, though. Uh, I definitely, maybe we'll find out. Maybe there'll be an article later on telling us how, for how much. Uh, that it sold for, and uh, we'll see. Maybe we can report on that later on, though. Sure. We'll yeah. report on it, and we'll tell you what happened with the whole thing. Um, now, in news, um, you know, and I can't help thinking that this is, again, one a big year for Nissan, just coincidentally. Um, but um, for those that haven't kind of seen it or um, have had an opportunity to hear about it, um, Gran Turismo um, has uh, made an exclusive movie. Um, now, when I heard that the Gran Turismo was making a movie, I just kind of assumed it was going to be something like a Need for Speed movie um, with the uh, with the young gentleman uh, from uh, from Breaking Bad, like so that kind of equivalent. But the reality is, um, this is something that's kind of a little bit different from the norm. And uh, Mike, if you can't give me the steering wheel, I'll run this in the background see here but um need for uh, excuse me need for speed gran turismo has actually made a complete uh, movie uh, which actually has the features um from nissan so the reality is gran turismo 
the movie is actually going to be loosely based on um, Jan Martabro, um, who is actually a driver for Nissan. Um, now, the the concept or the plot of the movie is that Jan um, obviously won the competition um, online playing a video game and had the opportunity to race professionally for a time. Um, and this is uh, thrown in there. There's a bit of a love story and a few other things. Um, and it's just it's uh, it's very different. Now, the real uh, the, the funny thing about this is the movie at some point, the script had been written close to maybe eight or nine years ago, which is the uh, what we're kind of hearing in the wind. And then all of a sudden it was a big rush to put the movie out. And uh, I, I think they they finished up production here just last month. Um, so it's kind of crazy uh, to go from November to yeah. now, um, January, and finish an entire film in just that um, short amount of uh, time period. Um, so, yeah. Um, I would but, say maybe, maybe that's probably because some of the images are so good you couldn't tell whether they were real or a video game as it is. Like, So it's funny that you kind of mentioned that. Um, so the, the same director, uh, which was a Neil Block uh, Blomkamp, uh, he actually is the same director that did District 9. Um, mm -hmm. that's where his fame is kind of coming from. Um, he's kind of known for a lot of his aggressive angles. So, um, and he took the opportunity to work with some of, some of, um, Sony's like imaging tech companies, um, to get a lot of the more aggressive camera angles, um, that apparently are going to be tr trend setting, um, from what we're being told. Now, the, the thing that kind of gets me is, you know, with names like Orlando Bloom, David Harbour and, uh, Archie Maduki, uh, Dick we I believe is his name um Orlando Bloom which we all know um Probably from the, yeah the star power star power David Harbro who's also kind of uh, carrying things. a lot of star, stranger yeah. things of course the most recent Santa horror movie that just came out oh, um, Violent Night yeah yeah Violent Night and um uh, so you know kind of going back to it um you know I I feel like the movie has definitely it's strong share of star power but let's talk a little bit about the main character which is jan now jan actually started uh racing at a very young age obviously winning the sony playstation um competition online and then of course going through the gt academy which is a little bit of a reality tv show if you will and then from there um honest obviously being kind of put into a racing as it were now the, the most people kind of uh, dismiss a lot of these guys who have won these, but Jan actually comes a little bit from a, a like a racing pedigree, as it were, uh, or a background in the family. Now, um, but the thing to say is Jan won the GT Academy much later on, and uh, okay. I, I'm curious to see if they're going to pay homage to other guys like Ordonez or, say, uh, one of my favorite guys who won the GTM Academy, which was uh, Brian Highcotter. Um, yeah. You know, I, I had an opportunity to kind of talk to him, like, online, uh, offline about this. And I was like, hey, is any of this about so, you or any input? And he goes, any no. Any cameos, goes, right? Any yeah. cameos, anything? And he was pretty tight-lipped, but he said, he goes, uh, you know, I, I would have thought it would have been played right to him at that era because literally it was a TV show. Um, you know, they were doing all the, you know, running a marathon physically and then, of course, racing these cars. And that got a huge amount of TV exposure initially for uh, both Sony, PlayStation, as well as um, Gran Turismo and Nissan. 
So um, it, it's it's interesting that Jan was kind of picked um, versus uh, versus some of the other uh, characters that could easily be historical. I mean, Jan, for those that don't know, raced for Nissan for a short period of time, and then of course um, he was let go um, uh, from Nissan um, just around the time when I think they were finishing up the. Um, oh God, it was probably right after. I want to say it was a little after the uh, the LM, uh, the LMP cars, so he uh, unfortunately was uh, no longer with the uh, the program or with Nissan after that. So it, it's just uh, and and they bring on the Le Mans car, the prototype, which um, is curious to talk about. But the reality is, with the Le Mans car, unfortunately, it met with a crushing um, situation at the uh, uh, at the race for Le Mans, oh. uh, unfortunately. Um, so, uh, but again, Jan is, uh, still a professional driver in his own right, in my opinion. Um, and also I believe he won multiple, um, champions. I think he also won one of the German cups, um, as well. So again, uh, it's just curious to see that they didn't loosely base it off like a, um, a John Smith, but they actually picked Jan, um, to, so, to talk someone about who actually had some, some wheel time, uh, yeah, which is which is different, you know. Normally, you don't like see a, a plot like that. Yeah. Who who was the main? Who was the uh, protagonist from that movie Driven with Sylvester Stallone? Uh, the kid's name. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But, yeah, uh, but it, was, it, um, it was all. But fake. I see. What, but but yeah, well, of course. I mean, but it's 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 made for movies, so it's all going to be like that. But my yeah. point is um, that it's interesting. It, it's something yeah. that kind of like caught my ear. But between all the visual effects, I mean, Orlando Bloom being in it, David Harbour, you know, uh, the right. fact that it's on a game that I've grown to love, it's because it's yeah. generational, definitely. 20 years, at least for me, but I know it's been around for much longer than that. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, I, I think that it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be hit. You know, I don't think it's going to be a blockbuster groundbreaker, <laughs> but I think it's going to be, I think it's going to do well. I think it'll do well. Um, you know, enthusiasts will show up for that one. Yeah, both the director, Orlando Bloom, Harbor, they're all kind of selling it as a badass race car action film, and they're using that term. But um, we'll see if there's a, actually any legitimacy to it, because literally the movie's going right out to market here uh, pretty soon. So, yeah. That's right. Uh, August. August will be uh, releases August 11th, uh, later this year. So, Correct. Yeah. yeah. So interesting to kind of see. Um, again, uh, you can check out the teaser. Uh, we also have it on our Facebook page if you want to go back and watch it in a loop. Um, <laughs> you're more than welcome to kind of do that. So check it out. Uh, Diego put a link on here for us. Um, Kyle Martin said gang gang. Uh, I'm not sure what that is, but uh, we'll definitely come back to it. Diego's throwing some more photos up here of some stuff. Oh, we'll look at it as a go. Uh, um, Diego also said uh, Vettel drove a G37 uh, in New Jersey to show the proposed F1 track they had planned for a oh. race here in 2012. I remember that. Maybe not his Vettel's feature, but Jersey was a finalist. It, I think there was a decision between a Jersey F1 track and an Austin F1 track. And... Oh, between Coda and Jersey? Oh, that yeah. was the contender? Got it. I remember that. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Interesting. Going yeah. back to Vettel, Harold said, uh, as far as the ownership question, oh. he said, uh, you got to own, you got to do about one oil change. I was like, okay, all right. I like uh, that. That's a, that's a valid one. Yeah. You got to do it one. yourself. You can't just take it to a dealer. 
Eh, calm down. Vettel. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I'm sure he could, but you know, nothing yeah. against the man, but yeah, I get it. But come on. When you're, when you're living, you know, moment to moment, like a guy like that, they don't have time for that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, Jamie said, I drive 93 miles in a day. <laughs> so, all right. But yeah, I mean, I guess you could typically own it for one day, Jamie. And uh, yeah, it would, uh, it would prove up ownership, I bet. So. Uh, let me see here. Jay Lee said, I bet it was delivered and put into his collection. I would say you're probably accurate in that regard. Yeah, so, probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, again, that's everything that I needed to talk about in regards to Gran Turismo. Now, there was some uh, other Nissan news that we needed to talk about. Nissan yeah. Infinity, I guess a, kind of a state of the union, that was just dropped on us here Um just about uh, within the last month or two, right, Mike? And, and you had an opportunity to kind of comb through all the factual data and uh, and give us just the uh, the meat and potatoes. I, I've got some here. Yes, exactly. This is the last uh, news article here as part of our uh, news segment. I'll go ahead and share my screen on this here. This is, let me see here. There we go. Uh, from NissanNews.com, Nissan Group reports its 2022 fourth quarter and 2022 calendar end U.S. sales. Uh, we will definitely po- post this for you in our show notes. Uh, they do show uh, comparisons between 2021 2022, not only for this quarter, but for the end of year as a whole. Not only for Nissan, but also for Infinity in this report. Uh, getting into the fun stuff, the the highlights, the successes that Nissan and Infinity have had. Uh, the Pathfinder is up 63% in the fourth quarter and up 40% for 2022. Also, Ultima shares uh, similar success, up 20% for the quarter and 35% uh, increase for 2022. Murano sales are up in the fourth quarter by almost 13%. The Rogue is up by about... Uh, 11% and the frontier uh, sales are up nearly 26%. Um, Those were some of the highlights. Uh, If you get into infinity models, uh, there were successes here. The QX 55, which is a new model is up 8% from last quarter and 18% for 2022. Uh, And then here, the QX 60 is up 329% for quarter I was going to say, I think those things are selling off the shelves right now. So, Yeah, yeah. And for 2022, 185%. So there are some successes there on a per-model basis. A few others were uh, uh, in a decline. I'll get to that in just a second here, though. <laughs> but in o- overall, when it comes to Nissan and Infinity sales, there is a decline. Uh, in Nissan, 26% overall decline in sales. And for Infinity, 21% decline for 2022 uh, many of the reasons for those declines from a uh, according to a nissan vp i didn't get the exact name though they were saying that the uh Sintra, the kicks and the versa which are key models as terms of uh high volume vehicles which would greatly influence sales numbers uh those models uh their sales uh fell uh Partly do they claim to chip shortages, which still exist. I think we both know that uh, that's that's continuing to be uh, a, a problem. So uh, that was one, citing one of the issues. Uh, there was some really cool information which I wanted to point out, and uh, I it I almost I almost glossed over it, man. If anybody was ever curious about the sales of the Z, it's here. 
Uh, this is U.S. sales from October 22nd to December 22nd, which is right around the time the Z car was just coming out. There might be a few from the previous quarter. I'll have to double check, though. But for the last quarter here, quarter four of 2022, 177 Zs are on the road. So if you do see one right now, it is a, a very rare breed right now. Uh, I know there was many recalls on the Z, not only for the engine, but for the transmission. Oh, I'm sorry, not was it the engine? No, sorry. Both automatic transmission and the manual transmission were getting Automatic recalls. transmission. Yep. yep. Both of those. Uh, they're saying here that for the year, uh, there is, a, where is it? 2022 year end, 263 Nissan Zs are on the road in the U.S. Let's just call it that. Uh, so they are, that it includes i'm sure the 240 proto specs are, are are a large number of them as well uh what else here just saying like you mentioned miles this is a numbers report it sort of is that uh very blunt state of the union for <laughs> nissan and infinity uh we'll, again we'll share this this uh, in our show notes when it comes to stock price by the way the current nissan stock price is at 660 uh, per stock, uh, as of right now, that is down from the last uh, quarter, which at that time was about uh, close to the eight dollars. Uh, so we are at a sixteen uh, percent decline in stock price here in the last quarter. Though everything's down right now. Everything's down, single... which means it's on sale. That's how yeah, I look yeah. at it. Yeah, hell, yeah. even Amazon's down right now. So if you got a few bucks in your pocket, put it in, and maybe uh, this time around Christmas time, you'll be able to uh, double yell money. Maybe. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> so hopefully we have that kind of year. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be news. As in a, and let's move on to our motorsports section. Um, again, our motorsports uh, is a segment where we look into Nissan's current racing portfolio entries and basically just generally how they're doing. Um, now, the we try to uh, obviously do this with the most uh, forthcoming uh, races and, and motorsports events that are going to be coming your way. Um, I would say that newest thing that's going to be coming out in the first races is probably going to be within the formula e series uh, we're going to go to mike um he actually uh is going to be covering our, our formula e round one that's coming up here uh within the next few days no actually uh this weekend yes uh let's go to get into it yes uh like you said uh we're going to get into a formula e update so the first round of 2023 happens this weekend uh it's happening january 14th uh uh, which is just two days away. Uh, the track is the Autodromo Hermanos Rodriguez uh, in so Mexico good. City. So yeah. good. It was like it just rolled off your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put the shovel down on that one, man. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. You know what? Just move your mouth. Move your mouth, and I'm going to say it for you. Ready? Great. On three. One, two, three. Autodromo Hermanos Rodriguez. Rodriguez. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. That's my subtitles. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. This track, (laughs) this track is uh, one of the highest elevation uh, tracks uh, within many Formula Leagues uh, and one of the fastest. Uh, This is the the first uh, uh, track of the Formula E season. There are 16 rounds in total this season, five of which are double headers. So uh, we will see. Uh, Mexico is not a doubleheader, so it's only a one-day uh, event here. Uh, the free practice starts on, I believe, Friday. Qualifying, I'm uh, sorry, Saturday. Practice one and two is on Saturday. Qualifying and the Grand Prix is going to be on Sunday. 
Um, you know, I was really trying this time to really let y'all guys know how to watch Formula E because it's hard. You know, sometimes we got lucky in the past. It would be on Hulu via some sort of ESPN 8 type of uh, channel. And uh, I couldn't find that too much for this season. Uh, what they are saying here, though, is that if you are a direct TV uh, subscriber uh, or you purchase satellite through direct TV, that's the best way to, to watch these races, especially live. Uh, many of the practices you can see as a recap uh, or sometimes live as well through YouTube, but qualifying and the Grand Prix itself or the E-Prix uh, is through DirecTV. So for any of you guys uh, who have uh, DirecTV, give it a shot, guys. It should be you, you guys have it the easiest. It should be little to no excuse if, if you are even the remotely interested in Formula E. And this is going to be a really good year to get into it, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, this is going to be a, a big year where Nissan's going to put a lot of finances behind it. So it's going to be some pretty good racing for us. But the series in, in general is actually a really good series just to kind of watch as it kind of um, uh, unrolls this year. So Yes. Now, I did have one article I wanted to share related to uh, the Formula E cars and the uh, uh, the, the Formula E cars and uh, the Gen 3 car, which is new for, for this season. Um, there was a lot of free practice that we had in Spain uh, about two weeks prior. And there's what a lot of teams and drivers are saying right now is that there are concerns over the availability of spare parts uh, of the front end and the rear end, uh, front and rear powertrains uh, during these early stages of the season. You know, not only are you trying to get a car on the ground uh, and, and, and competitive, but now you got to reproduce a certain number of parts to keep yourself. Of course, uh, God forbid anything happens, you've got to replace parts. Well, early in this season, it's going to be really hard to do this gen 3 car is new so reproduction isn't as fast as if as the gen 2 car you might say because certain parts there were were more um uh, you had more experience in, in building them so a lot of these parts are completely new uh, and so the manufacturing process uh or the, the craftsmanship takes more time uh specifically what they're saying though is that this gen 3 car has a front powertrain that means you've got front cv axles powering the front wheels it's essentially an all-wheel drive uh ev and it, as you if, if you know miles of course when you get into formula racing it's an open wheeled car you get a lot of uh accidents uh where tires touch there's damage uh suspension um there could be you know now that you've got power being delivered to those front wheels uh, recovery after such an accident could be very, very hard to uh, uh, to recover from, especially during a race. I'll give you an example. Like in F1, if if you damage your wing, you can go into the pits and a team can swap out that wing within about 15 seconds, uh, something like that. Think about it, though. If you're in a Formula E car and let's say you damage a CV shaft in addition to the wing – there really isn't much chance you're going to have to retire over. that car. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're going to retire for the day. So, again, this is another uh, wild card that you're really playing into this year in Formula E. So, I, I, I am – Well, this is really on top of yeah. everything that's happening in the pits is where you're, you're we've lost the, the fan boost, as it were, um, yeah. that was from prior years if you followed this. Now it's all in the pits, right? So uh, you're making up that time there. It's it's and, it starts to become a real chess match in that regard. So, 
Right. Uh, specific races this season will have will not have fan boost, and instead there will be a mandatory pit uh, uh, charge uh, happen in the pits, which is going to play into strategy. We will see an increase uh, of that that uh, that format, you should say. Uh, mm. Yes, yeah, you're absolutely right. So again, a lot of new things are happening in Formula E. Nissan's got two brand new drivers, and including this new this new Gen three car. It's going to be a really good season. Uh, I really hope to have some really good news for you guys here in the next episode. Um, because, uh, yeah, again, two days away uh, from the uh, uh, the first round of the season. So I'm uh, really looking forward to it, though. All right. Well, very cool. Yeah, we'll have to check it out here when it uh, kind of comes out just two days from now. So, yeah, we'll keep your eyes out for the Formula E. Um, Super GT, uh, for those that do not know, we've got a little bit of ways to go. Um, before the actual season kicks off this year um, with in regards to Super GT. Um, again, Nissan coming off of a very good year from last year, um, some really solid wins. And this being Nissan's year officially um, is going to um, just kind of drive that a little bit more, uh, I feel, with Nissan. Now, in that regard, they have not stopped with uh, trying to basically prime the the, uh, the field, as it were, um, for this uh, next year. Now, Nissan has already filed a complaint. Uh, Nissan's unhappy, uh, unhappy in the 300 series with what they call the balance of performance. In relation to what was happening with Subaru um, this last year, um, their major complaint was that uh, the Subaru BRZ took the the pole basically four times um, and started from the front row six times out of eight during um, the uh, the title winning 2021 season. Um, now, this seems to be a trend. Nissan is wanting to fight that um, because even though, um, you know, Nissan ended up winning this year, um, they felt that there was an uneven um, situation that was happening uh, with Subaru in regards to the balance of power. Um, from their note, comparing the performance in qualifying with the number 61 car, which is a Subaru vehicle, it seems that our race results with the GTR are good, but our qualifying is quite slow. Um, so I hope they fairly adjust the balance of power, as it were. So we'll see how that kind of plays out for this next year. Um, so uh, in the to, to my sports group actually commented and said, for our general customers, it's quite difficult to challenge in the race. So I want them as in the GTA, to check the qualifying. The race itself can be affected by strategy, pit work, driver skills, but qualifying is just pure performance, was their comment to it. So um, Nissan complained, Subaru gave them their rebuttal finger back, if you will. And uh, so I feel like the, uh, the gauntlet's been thrown, as it were, with a rivalry with the Subaru in the 300 uh, series. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, coming up now for the racing season uh, we still got a ways to go we actually um, are april 15th is our first round which is happening at yokoyama for those that don't know the super gt series will be an eight round series uh going from april all the way as it were um just into november 
um, and that's where it will end. Uh, we will keep you updated as uh, things unfold and we start getting new hints and details about upcoming racing drivers and changes that are happening to any lineups. So we'll go from there. Not bad, man. Not bad. I, uh, do you see perhaps an increased number of entries on the Nissan teams for Super GT? Or do you no, think it's just enough? I, I think it's what it's going to be. I, I, I don't see much changing. I mean, Nissan hasn't fielded any difference in cars from what I can tell. Uh, but I do think it's going to be the same continuation. We'll have Zs in the 500 series, and we're going to continue to have GTRs in the 300 series. What's crazy is with this new GTR launch last year or previous years, the GTR was always in the 500 series. Yeah. And then, you know, your Zs, which at that time were 370s, were competing on the 300 series, um, if that. So it's curious to see what's going to happen for this next year. But from I can't I can't see a change happening at this point. Um, there's just so much development that's already had in the pre-existing models. And I think from here, it's like, why change a good thing? Um, the Nissan Z was performing preemptively before the launch of the last racing season. They were already performing above everybody else, which is also kind of like, you know, they're complaining in the 300 series, but they, no complaints in the 500 series when they were winning on an aerodynamic uh, field. So we'll see how this uh, upcoming year is going to play out for them. Um, I uh, I think Nissan's still going to place well. I think yeah. I, I think they could potentially take it all. Um, just like this last year, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, for a moment there, they were dominating a lot of the rounds. Yeah. And then the last round, it was just, it came down to points not taking it. So yeah. I, I know I feel like I, I feel like I'm a year behind by saying this, uh, but it always amazes me when the idea that a, a new gen uh, Z car will pass an all wheel drive GT300 GTR because from yeah. a model perspective, GTR from a model perspective, yeah, it's always been the big brother taking center stage versus, um, you know, the GTR. But at it, at it, you know, the whole thing is they're tuning down the vehicles appropriately for the classes. Um, okay. You know, where the 500 is getting the all out, less restriction, everything yeah. thrown at it, all the aerodynamics, all the development. And then the 300 series are still getting their fair share of development. Um, but it, they're still being fielded by all the. Um, um, uh, as, as a Z fan, I like it. I mean, I'm not saying, uh, yeah, right, exactly. From a, from a uh, stock perspective, it's obvious the GTR is the, uh, and from a wallet perspective, it's it's obvious the GTR damn well better be faster than the GTR than well, a, a, a. I Z think Z. the trickle down is yeah. is for us is. Uh, uh, the trickle-down factor is Nissan needed to push the new Z, and the best exposure was to be in the racing yes. world, to be in the 500 Series, which, let's talk about Super GT. There's 500 Series, 300 Series. Most people, when they think Super GT, <coughs> are predominantly mm -hmm. going to think about the 500 Series, which yeah. I would say it definitely um, gets the most notoriety and publicity, <coughs> as yeah. by far. Um, and the 300 Series... Um, it definitely does not. So, you know, it's kind of a mixed bag. If you look at it from that perspective, the GTR is bringing a lot of light to the 300 series uh, with Nissan in that regard. So, Gotcha, gotcha man. So, yeah, yeah well, we definitely look forward to uh, whenever the first round. Oh, of, it's going to uh, be a good GTR. year. Yeah. I mean, Nissan's putting a lot more money than it had in the last year um, from what I can, from what 
the whispers in the wind are, if it were. So um, let's talk a little bit about racing at home and in Nissan, as it were. Now, we've been following a series, as it were, in the last year or so um, called the Nissan Challenge. And uh, we've grown very fond of this series. Um, it's, it's definitely a grassroots event um, happening on the West Coast primarily. And uh, we have nothing but good things to say about it. You know, we've uh, we we love the action. We want more. Uh, I want more live action. I want a yeah. lot more uh, YouTube footage. I want all that kind of stuff. So I'm hoping that 2023, I hope they really push up the media. But I know the series is uh, coming up pretty damn quick. Um, and Mike, you're going to tell us all about that. I am. I am. Yes. So, uh, yeah, like you said, the uh, Nissan Challenge series is a grassroots series out of uh, California it has really grown on our radar uh, in the last couple of months. And, and as promised, as we said, Miles, that this 2023 season, we want to be able to cover this uh, series uh, throughout uh, the entire uh, season. Now, uh, this next round of 2023 for Nissan Challenge First round starts uh, February 11th, so we are just under uh, a month away from that first round. That's going to be happening in the uh, Willow Springs International Raceway, uh, they say the streets of. Uh, I'm going to share my screen on this. I do have the schedule here for those who see it with me. Uh, you've got eight rounds in total. Uh, there seems to be since February, March, April. You've got a break in May. you got a break in July. August as well, you know, it's typically like a summer break, hot weather, you know, maybe uh, give the cars a break, you know, uh, take some time to uh, well, develop do some maintenance, right? you come back in <laughs> in the fall and yeah, in winter here, uh, the last round will end uh, in mid-December, uh, the tracks commonly used uh, for this series, Willow Springs, Chuckwalla Valley Raceway, uh, Button Willow Raceway Park, uh, seems to be a combination of those threes and various uh, arrangements. Uh, we've actually had a really good time speaking with some of the organizers uh, through social media, uh, learning more about uh, the Nissan Challenge uh, uh, series. Uh, multiple classes, uh, they can range from a stock form vehicle onto essentially an unlimited uh, class, you might say, uh, you know, fully modified uh, stock car. Yeah, and, and uh, I've been seeing uh, a lot of... Um as it were online presence and just really uh, folks that are excited about participating for the upcoming year. So not necessarily in the, in the all out classes, but like I've been seeing some of the center guys post up and it's starting to get a little combative like Good. online through Facebook and, uh, and some of the Instagram stuff. And, uh, and, <laughs> and I like it honestly. Yes. Um, so it sounds like the, in my opinion, uh, at least for the, the folks that are participating or the excitement level on it, I want to say it's getting a lot more expansive um, this upcoming year. So it sounds like it's going to be a really big year for these guys uh, for 2023. I certainly hope so. Uh, there was, by the way, there was a mention of opening up a uh, historics class to where nice. you get, yes, like a stock version, maybe just, you know, just get it out there, have some fun with it, get competitive yeah as much as you would like to, you know? So yeah, they seem to be growing uh, and then the participation is up for anybody who's interested. And also in the California area, I don't believe it's not too late to, to not only uh, show some interest, but to potentially participate in the 2023 season and to be eligible to, to win uh, uh, the series. There is a point system. There is trophy and awards at the end of the year. Uh, actually, there is a mailing list. Uh, again, this this link will be in our show notes. But at the far bottom, 
Nissan Challenge mailing list. You just enter your first name, last name, the car you have, uh, email address, and you'll be, continue to get more uh, updates to your email directly. So uh, I definitely want to encourage that. Um, and then I also do want to show uh, share uh, the rule book, uh, which will tell you the differences between each class. Uh, it will also be in the show notes that we include for you guys. Very cool. Um, yeah. Last up. There is, uh, we've actually been talking with some of the organizers or staff members of Nissan Challenge, specifically uh, John and Edgar. Uh, we're actually going to be having a scheduled uh, interview uh, with John and Edgar in our next episode. So uh, as a nice teaser for you guys, we have an interview uh, with these guys in the next episode. You know, it's funny. Currently, they are at Tokyo Audio Salon. These guys are in Japan right now, so oh, wow. I, I think okay. we're going to have to talk to them about that as well. Uh, They're probably going to be reporting on all episode. the good stuff that's kind of coming out. Um, yeah, we'll have yeah. to keep a, a look at their feeds and, and see what they got kind of going on. But, man, if you think about it, they're going to Japan right now. And then they're going to be turning around, coming back here, and then starting their series. <laughs> yeah. My God, those guys are going to have bags under their eyes. Jesus Christ. So That's what he was saying. He, he's landing on a Monday, and then we're doing some prep on the Tuesday, and we go live And he's got to come on with us. And Oh, yeah. yeah not yeah, like the stress of this show has anything to do with The jet lag. Let's see how what? the jet lag plays <laughs> into it, you know? We'll see how it goes. But, yeah, we'd love to have him on. We'd love to help promote that uh, that local event and again uh, continue to support them um and you can click and um and like and subscribe to their uh, their feed as well which we make available through our facebook pages or uh, the links um at the end of the show so again uh kudos to them for everything that they're doing uh, we wish them nothing but success going into 2023 so yeah Yes, um, that's going to wrap up motorsports. I don't think we have anything else that we want to kind of talk about right now. Again, this is the first weeks as it were in January. So we've got a little bit of time to go. Um, usually everybody's still kind of putting their cars together. Um, so we'll continue to give you more motorsports news as it unfolds. Um, I think me and Mike, um, are probably going to talk a little bit about where we're going to be going, um, to races here as, uh, we make that available. Um, probably within the next episode. So we're making some uh, plans for sure. Yeah, yeah. we'll make it some plans. We'll let you know. So um, let's talk a little bit about what else we're going to fill out the show with here. So I don't know. We haven't had a back alley chat in a hot minute, right? Right, right. So um, we had, well, we had one in the last episode. You know, again, we we're just talking about resolutions. It seemed to, wait, let me just say this. You know, we've been doing this podcast for nearly three years now. Two weeks. And Maybe it's just me, but we agree on a lot of stuff. We're almost no, we like don't. the same person. No, we no, that's not true. Well, no, we don't. See, we're, see, we're yes, disagreeing we already. Yeah. <laughs> well, because well, when we talk about things, it's that's, uh, you know, we talk so often, it's just that sometimes our our thoughts. Uh, I, here's the thing I just think that we agree on a lot of things, and that's okay, but where's the fun in agreeing, man? I want to, what I, I want to, I'm curious about the things that we don't agree about. Because it's just we we we, we so learn more about ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like you're trying to start some some beef, homie. Right, so and, you, and we shouldn't be you, doing that when we've been having. When we've been <laughs> so you want to talk about how how you want to find a conflict in regards well, to a car topic? Well, what I was thinking was, uh, le- there are a lot of topics that we can talk about that are polarizing. 
that could be fun to talk about. I'm I'm curious to discover what we don't agree about, and I think it'd be quite quite interesting and uh, to have some fun with it. All right, all right. I think I'm not saying we have to. Uh, uh, the, the blood does yeah. not have to be spilled, but you know, let's have a little. Oh, fun we still got to be friends at the end of this. All right, exactly. So, yeah, see where exactly. you're going. There, there are right. contractual obligations uh, right, until right. further. I, I see where you're going with this. All right. <laughs> I'll play. Uh, we'll, we'll agree to play nicely, but uh, you yes. know what? You show me yours, I'll show you mine. So oh, yeah. Why, Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you go first? I'll tell you what. Okay. You lay it on the table, or you put the topic down, and then I'll go from there. All okay. Right, okay. So we're gonna call this segment of Back Alley Chat uh, "Agree or Disagree." So the <laughs> way this game disagree. agree or disagree. So yeah, the way it's gonna play out is that I've come up with a few statements. At the end, we say agree or disagree. Uh, I've tried my best to kind of think what would be uh, – I'm trying to find something that we would disagree about. Uh, I've got a few as well. I think, Miles, I think maybe you wrote a few out, so we'll get to you next. And for those of you that are with us, uh, while we're talking, chat in the comments. Give us a, a statement to, for us to agree or disagree on. This is that participation, man. We're going to open it up to you guys to uh, – Think of a few things uh, as, as we get through ours. So I think it'd be pretty fun, though. Uh, okay, right. you ready? I'm sure. You lead it off, and we'll see how okay. this goes. This might we'll be, see, it, uh, we'll see if this ends in tears. Go ahead. Yeah, this is kind of slow pitch. We're going to start slow here, I think. Go ahead. Um, okay, agree or disagree? The VQ engine is better than the VG engine. Mm. Yeah. Now think about I'm it. I'm going to disagree. Just because I love the VG engine with all my heart, and I know how to work on that thing with one eye and one hand, if uh, if I lost them by a VG related accident. So okay. yeah, I, I would say the VG is just in my brain. It's easier for me to think about and and, yeah. and, and work. Just the VQ is more. I don't know. I just I'm not saying I don't <sighs> like it. It's just more like I look at it. And I'm like me. It's okay. okay. Well, I'm um, going to disagree. That's my stance. Okay. And, and let me tell you my reasons. And you no. mentioned something which is actually really nice. Go but um, the reason why I disagree is that mm. I have, I've, as a driver, as an owner, I've had both of these vehicles. I've had a VQ in my 350Z. I've had the VG uh, in my 300ZX. I have driven my 300ZX as if, as if it had a VQ engine, and that's how I got my spun rod bearing <laughs> oh come on you yeah, can't man you can't blame 20 uh, plus years on the clock to your little six year uh, well you know but i can on. also redline this thing to 7,000 rpms okay, can i just say I something once. real quick can i say okay. something okay uh which one burns oil from day one <laughs> you had to bring up the oil <laughs> a, dude let's talk about yes. your vq consistently burns oil as a design idea the VG, it, it just it stands there and just drinks everything yeah. that you put into it. And guess what? You can't – it's an iron block. Iron block. When's the, when's the I, last time you had an iron block in an import? But it also has a timing belt that has general maintenance every 60,000 miles. 60,000 miles. 60,000 miles. Say it with me. 60,000 miles. My that's, 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 like, that's like nine girlfriends for me. That's two girlfriends <laughs> for you. Come on. My three hundred, my three fifty Z has two hundred thousand on the odometer, and it's the original chain. 
I'm just, you know, the, the, the amount of intervals, they're like tires. They degrade. Granted, let me be wrong. It's if you if you are a. I will a say with having it with having to pop the top, as it were, from the front timing cover. Yeah, it's probably a little bit easier. But I'm gonna go ahead and say this: okay. the VG is gonna give you more when you when you scrap it. I'm just kidding. But no, um, <laughs> it's gonna weigh okay. a lot more, right? Maybe aluminum. I don't know. But um, but I'm gonna go ahead and just say it. The VG30 just, I don't know, I feel like it has more power, way more power than the VQ. Potential? Potential. Well, but the VQ out of the plant, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. I, maybe I put my foot in my mouth there. The, I would say the there VQ are, definitely makes a little more power. That's why I knew this was going to be polarizing. Because I know we're both VG30 fans, but I, but I had to think about this one because I'm also, I've, I've become more of a VQ fan as well, just based on my daily driving. VQ, I mean, for the, the thing is with the, I mean, the power output's there. You know, I mean, yes. you basically what's, what's well, crazy, though, is the VG is essentially, um, you know, is the is the Luke, I'm your father to the VQ, you know, I mean, yes, with no, there would be no VQ if there wasn't a VG. I get that. It, it, That's calm like, calm down. And then, yeah, we're going to, are we going to play that game? Right. Yeah. It, fine. Fine. Yeah. Uh, would there be what, if there wasn't a VG single overhead cam? There'd be you know, a VG thirty. Yeah, we we know how it lays out, Mike. Yes. What I'm saying is, which engine? Let's call it what it is. Which engine's better? Okay. And why? And why? That's the main thing. So, and I will give you credit though. Uh, the reason why I got a twin turbo VG was because from a base factory, you know, buy it from the dealership, you can get a twin turbo configuration which you could easily modify. And like you said, the power output potential was very, very high, especially in the nineties, you know, it, with, with comparatively speaking that nowadays it seems like 700 horsepower is not enough, which is so weird to think about sometimes though, but to, to get 700 horsepower out of a VQ, you're going to spend, I think, more well, I mean, well. you can force induce a, a VQ for about an afternoon and then, um, <laughs> and then it goes, and then it just blows its top. So, oh, here we go. All right, now on this, <laughs> let's let's go to the comments. Here okay, it goes. Okay. Um, uh, Haley goes, yikes. She doesn't want to get involved. I Woo. can understand that. Uh, Jamie says, I'm siding with Miles. Yes, thank you very much. Okay. Um, Diego is just laughing at us because we're dorks. Uh, Matthew <laughs> says, VG all day. He's a single overhead guy. So mm -hmm. no, uh, no, no surprises there. Ryan Vela says Ryan. VQ all day. All right, I got one on my side. You got, you got one friend. All right. Okay. All uh, right. Hold on. JLE says VQ has a higher volumetric efficiency and lighter. Both need a built bottom end over 600 horsepower. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, JLE. Yeah, we know. JLE's on my side. Woo. I feel like he's trying to play both sides. He's, he's definitely doing a Game of Thrones situation. Uh, House of Cards. So all we'll right, see how it yeah, goes. Yeah. All right. We got different clans. This is, this is what we we're have discovering. Clans. This is why right, we're here. This is let's why we're here. Let's continue to split the room. Let's talk a little aesthetics. So, all right. Okay. I'm going to go dashes. All right. Okay. Now, uh, you had this question up and you brought it up. 350Z dash is better than a 370Z dash aesthetically. I didn't say aesthetically. I want to make that clear, though. But okay, screw it. Can yeah, I you make... already put your foot in your mouth, homie. Can I explain? My... Yes. Okay, so I'm gonna. Okay. Okay, we'll this say is, this is... is. We'll just say superior, uh, aesthetically and functionality. The reason why I say this. Okay, so this okay. is my statement. I 
my statement today, and I understand it's polarizing, it's meant to be, but the 350Z dash is superior to the 370Z dash today. And the reason why, and let me tell you why, is because, yeah, well, it, and I brought a picture, I brought a picture, Mom. Oh, oh I, I brought a, I brought something from home to show I brought evidence, class. yeah, I brought it from Go home. Ahead. All right, let's see what you got. Have you seen what the 370Z dashes are looking like nowadays? After yeah, it's a 370 15, nearly 15 they, they mass produce the crap out of. Oh, are you talking about long? Okay, hold on, homie. You're mm-hmm. talking about longevity last. Longevity. Oh, you're talking about material. All right, I'll I'll let you continue with your okay. with your spout. Go on. Okay. So yes, although the 350Z interior was plasticky and how everybody said was like yeah. you know etc. Yeah. The 350 Z, the 370Z had this better, uh, visibly appealing interior to look at. However, if you look at some examples today, this is this picture I'm going to share with you guys. The foam is cracking. The 370Z is becoming like the next 240SX where the dash has these long lines of cracks. And, and now what are you going to do as a 370Z owner? Is this really part of your maintenance plan, having to pull the dash you know, maintenance, refurbish it, replace it? Is this going to be a thing, really? Meanwhile, a 350Z dash, although might be considered boring, it's perfectly fine. It looks great. That's my statement. Yeah, because it's a cup holder. It's a glorified (laughs) one big gigantic cup holder. It, It feels like the texture that you would have, like, on a golf club. I mean, you know, or I don't know like a razor I, I, I and i'm and maybe i'm just being mean but i you know the only thing i ever liked about the 350z dash uh-huh hold on give me a minute okay okay no it's gonna take a second because I'm use your words miles use your words uh let me see here was it the fact that the zorro was scratched over every goddamn uh, every little inlet on everything. The AC vents. Uh, between no, the no, doors, no. Get the Z. No, no. I'm not going to take that. I'm not going to take the easy candy on the table. Okay. I'm going to say the fact that they took the three. Um, I don't know. Just like the three gauges were on there were like an afterthought, and the whole pillar and cluster just seemed like they pulled it off of like. Uh, the lower end models like the Altimas uh, and everything else, and I'm just like, All I, right, I well, that's it. part of the boring part, yeah. It is the I, part of the yeah, boring part, yeah. and the fact that all the silver just easily flakes off if you look at it or fart in the wrong direction on it. And it just, I mean, hey, you you talk about you know things that are are you you want to you want to throw some arrows, but I will say in design <laughs> and aesthetics, the yeah. 370Z design on the dash kind of has it, man, like it, it just. It was really well done. But I do as like far as the choice double. of materials, the foam, yeah. the inlet foam with the yeah. with the with the plasticky rubber laid over, yeah, it was probably a yeah. bad choice. I, I think so. that yes, aesthetically, I'll give you that. But however, yeah, the t- stand of time uh, is, is is starting to hurt the three seventy Z. This should be a word of caution for those who own a three seventy Z, which is start busting out the armor all and you, you moisturize that damn dash every day you drive it. You know what? That's we, how you get it done. Yeah, we we've got to. Uh, we'll maybe we'll do a little service. Moisturize. We'll We're go. gonna moisturize a dash. What, what what's what's the better word for that? <laughs> Detail. I, don't I feel know. like you're still slinging. Quit swinging at my 370Z homies. Calm down. Yeah, uh, let's man. see on here. Uh, Haley Meyer says my 350Z is gutted. No interior for the win. See, she doesn't have that's, that problem. 
Modern. She got rid of the ugliest part of the car. So not a problem. So <laughs> I didn't say it was. I didn't say it wasn't ugly. Did I but... that? I'm so. You know what? I didn't mean to say that. Jay Lee said uh, 370Z all day. Jay Lee's back on my side. What's up? Ah, Walk the line. Damn you, Jay Lee. <laughs> uh, da- uh, Daniel said trash. 350Z plastic is inferior, and the 370 is clearly the winner. <laughs> Again, uh, Matthew just, Klein yeah. with. With the whole mystery question mark, my Z31 digital dash still works at 220,000. Just you got to throw that little Z31. You got lucky there. That, that, you just, those Z30, digital dashes. Are... But you know what? I will say something, you know, as a little asterisk, if you will. The okay. Z31 dash is one of the few things I really, I've always loved about the Z31. Yeah. It's the dash was just well done. So, because it, to me, it kind of played with the S30, which is the father, and it just... That was okay. to me one of the perfect layouts for a car. Are you saying the digital dash or the analog dash? Because the Z thirty one had both. Just to make it. I want to make clear. Yes, nerd. We both know this. <laughs> I, I'm Thank talking, you. I'm, I'm talking about the center, the three center gauges. How it's no, always the Z thirty one only had two. It was like a depending on which one you had. It was either like a. It would tell you uh, your tilt. I think the car, the body roll on the car. I think or something like no, that. No, you dork. Why would you put <laughs> tilt roll on a Z31? That's your. Uh, I'm just oh telling my... you what I remember. I thought and that's somebody what I chime saw. in what that's called. Please. If you have it on the four wheel drives cars, it's it's. Oh my god, I can't think of it right now. But um, <laughs> they put it on like all the Toyota Rav4s, the old. Um, it, yeah, the ones it, that would tip over angle pitch. Yeah, yeah, Jesus that's Christ. what I mean. It's uh, uh anyway. it, I don't know. I forgot what it's called, but somebody's gonna know what it's called. I want to say it starts with the T, but I'm probably wrong. Moving on with our okay. lives. Okay. Um, okay. Jamie says Luby dash. Why not? Let me see. <laughs> uh, Jamie said I also had a Z31, and the dash was perfect, but it had a dash cover on it. Mine was digital. Digital. Oh, the bitching Betty. So maybe, maybe because not so. Uh, Matthew said NA cars has battery voltage and oil pressure. See, he's talking about okay, the NAs. Okay, talking yeah, it about was the, a, the, the turbos. <laughs> All right. <laughs> two separate beasts there. Two, two separate different animals. Beasts. See, we're nerding uh, out. This is pretty good. Yeah, All right. Uh, the new Z uh, will yeah. one. Eh, shut yeah. up. I'm talking. You see here, the new Z will one day be just as cheap as the 350Z is today. I don't know. That's a weird question Ooh. that you, you put this on here. I. Yes, that's what I mean. I'm, everything again, loses value. Everything has depreciation. I, I, you know, I can't say the 350Z is cheap. You know, um, in that regard, the yeah. 350Z is freaking expensive uh, for what it is right now. In this economy? Yeah. They're like 5K <laughs> right now. I mean, for a mid to low uh, quality right now, I think. Yeah, but I mean, okay, so I'm going to throw this question out because okay. quite honestly, this is more about a depreciation. So, yeah, I'm going to just throw that out because I don't like this question and I think you could have done better, <laughs> quite honestly. Well, um, okay, well, can I tell you why I added this question? Please tell me why you need to save this question. Because, well, first of all, there was the matter of production, number of number of cars available, I no. think. No. Right now, at least no. currently, the new Z. Okay, that's no. one. Yeah, this is okay, a horrible, even, okay, okay, horrible argument. Even Alrighty. if you want to You're dismiss that one, okay, even if you want to dismiss that one, the and, and again, this is my argument that the new Z will not be as cheap. As, by the way, what was your stance? Do you agree or disagree? 
I agree that I don't want to talk about this question no more. Oh. Okay, great. Are you... <laughs> <laughs> well, my other stance besides this, besides the production that we all know, they're not going to make more 350s each. We already know those numbers. Those numbers are rock solid, and they keep on uh, – the number gets smaller by the day. I get that. The new Z is still growing in numbers, but I understand that because of this change getting into EV, I think – Especially like the last hurrah, no matter what make and model it is, it's going to be um, maybe a smaller production number and it's going to be the best internal combustion engine you can get theoretically because it's one of the last ones. And because oh, of that, I think there's going to be a premium all. Here's on the new clicking and it's I'm over it. You're done. <sighs> That's it. You lost this battle. I'm done. I don't even want to engage with you because I already know that I'm going to have you inverted and it's just going to be. You're gonna lose, wingman. You're done. I think I'm. I think I'm getting so deep that you don't even. You can't even. You can't even uh, break it down. Do you but... want to see Yoda put on his lightsaber? I mean, come on. <laughs> don't. Okay, fine. fine Calm down, fine. young Padawan. I brought you into this world. I'll, you know what I mean? <laughs> so slow your roll. Uh, what did I have? Let me see here. Okay. Uh, let's okay, see. What here. do you have? What's What's your stance? You give You give me one. Yeah. Ooh, I want to say that the KA24DE is easier to work on than your L4 series, L20B, whatever you want to call it, any of those. I just, it's such a pain in the ass car to find parts, get all the crap, um, you know, buy all the books. The K24 is so much simpler of a platform to work on. Uh, I'm so much easier. I know you're like an L20 really? guy and well, you, you've, you've rebuilt your own and all that fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the K20, I've, I've played with that enough. And I want to say it's a far superior engine. It's cheaper. I the KA, you you're telling me the KA is cheaper? Well, I'm, you know, I, I, you know I'm going to take that back. I'm going to dial okay, it Okay, okay. But I'm going to say I'll, as far as like before the all the that's the problem with all these vape kidding fanboys is they destroyed the market as far as options available but i'm gonna say easier to work on i want to say the k24 is easier to work on and and it also has more okay you know what Mm -hmm. we'll we'll leave the we'll leave the mechanics out of it which one has more performance options not not gaming power we're not looking at because we're obviously going to talk about a power difference but which one has the better aftermarket potential well it's obvious the k24 has now well i shouldn't say there are a number the the number of l series engines uh aftermarket four we're uh, talking about fours not sixes l20 all right Fine. Yes, the KA24 has more aftermarket options, but to me, the L24 engine is so much harder to find. It's almost getting into the SR20 realm See, in some ways. But now we start talking about historics, like, you know, like, I found that manifold, and there's only like 20 of them I found on it, and then on eBay, I pay like $1,400, because you can't find it anymore. It's and amazing it's like... to me, no, it's still amazing to me that even though the L20 engine is older than a KA24, they seem to be available on the marketplace much more they than are, a ka24 I got when five I see a my, KA24, in my garage and somebody can I, have today for 200 yes, bucks i keep on thinking when i whenever i see a ka24 on marketplace i start to get become an entrepreneur all of a sudden because i start thinking how low could i get this thing how fast could i rebuild it and how much more can i sell it for okay because they are kind of they're getting hard to find i thought yeah see you're just you're you know what it is right there you're struggling with your um your nostalgia 
and I, I'm I'm searching about more about ease of power plant serviceability things like that. So we're going to go ahead and drop this because we're not getting the same amount of love that we would normally get as far as comments. <laughs> now I, I'm going to talk about something that I think we can all get behind. Is this the last one? Is this the last? Uh, is this wrapping it up here? Why not? Okay. I we're going to talk about the SR20. I know this is a four-cylinder engine. Okay. Um, we're, and we're going to go SR20 DET. I personally okay. cannot get behind the swap of an SR20 DET in a Z. I know you've mentioned it before and you yeah. liked it. You're like, hey, I really like it because I'm... it's an easy platform and everything else. But to me, SR20 yeah. DET in a Z that had six cylinders, Ooh. I just can't see it. it. It just, it always like twists my mustache in the wrong direction. So I... The reason why I liked it was because of how much lighter, especially in a slick top, you can get a 300ZX Z32 into about 2,800 pounds, 2,900 pounds, fully with, with a full tank of gas with an SR20. Now, everybody says the SR20 is torqueless. It yes. doesn't have as much. I get that. Our train falls apart when you look at it sideways. And they're like $6,000 for a used powertrain as it is. Thank you. But is it really better than a VG30 non-turbo? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my, my mistake. When you start adding up the number of dollars, yes, SR20 is going to be more expensive. Uh, it might be a more interesting build if you're planning to sell it one day, I guess. But, I mean, as far as if you want to be on the Instagram and be all cool and stuff like that. But I, I like the fact the guys that do it themselves because there's no kit to make that, a, a lot of times it's going to be a homemade contraption, a DIY to make that that project happen, though. Okay. All right. So last and last okay. question I had: RB twenty six DETT or the new VR VR engine? As far as like power plant transfer, which which is more historic? Not power, because we already know where that's going to go. Yeah, but well, do we? actually, well, do, do we? we? <laughs> do we? Because you're right. Because there are some people making some crazy power. Yeah. Which one is the cooler factor? Because they're just well, about you're taking a basically a GTR engine at some capacity, and yeah. you're putting it as something. So whether you pop the hood on an S30, whether yeah. you pop the hood on a, on, a, on a 240, whether you pop the hood on a Z, whether you pop the hood, Jesus Christ, on anything. The, the RB26 has the greater cooler factor because it was an engine that was, at least in the U.S., because it wasn't available in the U.S. It always came from the GTR model, uh, uh, Skyline, which, and especially in, in the U.S., it has this, this, this giant uh, persona or uh, legendary kind of status. Historically, obviously, it's been, there, it's been around much longer. I get that. The N-Line 6 has... Just the sound alone of an inline six, much less the power and balance that it has, is is, is very very. Uh, for those who have one, they get it. You know, they they understand it. You really got to have one, I think, sometimes, to to really get it. Uh, the the VR thirty hasn't been choice. around long enough. I think the VR thirty still needs time to uh, not only get the bugs <sighs> out, but to really. Uh, uh, it is competitive. I mean, we see even the new Z's hitting seven hundred plus horsepower. I'm telling but, you, man, until you take apart a VR38, like, literally take it apart, which is, you know, it's a glorified VQ, 
which stole some ideas from the VG, right? So mm -hmm. you like you've it's crazy when you take that engine apart and you're doing disassembly on it, you feel I don't know, it feels like I'm taking apart a VG. And then when I go to pull the heads off, they're just like they're like this small compared to like a VG head or Are a VQ like head. You think that the f airflow in the cylinder heads is different? Oh, or... that's been mapped out, and the CFMs are like at their okay. most optimum at that point. But just yeah. the overall design of that engine yeah. is—it doesn't get any better than the VR38. <laughs> Honestly, it's one of my favorite engines of all time. It's amazing, um, yeah. and to think that you can get that in what is it the. You can get a close variation of that with with a VHR. I mean, it's it's pretty badass. Yeah. So I. I so when you said VR, I was thinking VR thirty personally. VR thirty eight, obviously no. another one no. that's it, no. it's had a, a long enough run to really kind of show its worth and, and know what it's capable of because the aftermarket is all over it as well. But we're talking about um, cool factor, like when you pop a hood. Because I mean, I mean okay. the RB, it's like. RB. Yeah. And this is what I'm going to say. There's kits available. Everybody's making RB kits. But I'm I'm always more impressed with somebody that took the time to figure out the motor mount layout, to figure out all yes. the angles of the thrust and, yes. and, and the torsion and all that stuff uh, that's that's going on towards the back and delivering the power through the uh, through the drive and, shaft. I mean, it's just... It, and it, most... It, the, the wiring... RBs. Yeah, the yeah. RBs that you wanted were typically all-wheel drive, and then if you're converting it to a two-wheel drive, that's a challenge in its own. So now, you know, that that's comes down to that credibility when you find somebody who's done this, you might say conversion in some ways. It, you know, there there is challenges with that. So you got to there's a respect level with that too. Just the fact that they did it themselves or, or figured out the problems, you know. Mm. So okay, all right, I'll let okay. you take uh, the. I'm gonna let you take the last topic. Ooh, oh, well. By the way, uh, you know, for you guys that are with us online, we did want to give you a chance to. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Let's let's post. give an opportunity for somebody to post out there. What? Yes, for anybody who's uh, agree got agree or disagree. Go ahead. Give us give us something to agree or disagree on, and, and while anybody is doing that, I'm going to go ahead. Let's recap some of the comments because they're getting pretty good, honestly. For those of you that are with us here, um, um, let's Haley. Go... Let's start with Haley's. Yeah. Uh, she said that uh, five thousand dollars for a three hundred Z. Yeah. I, dude, I just saw one today. I'm going to say it right now, Haley, I don't know where you're shopping at, but we uh, we definitely um, do discount uh, here in San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> um, so in San Antonio, Texas, we I don't know what it is about this market. You used to be able to find um, S30s back in the day for like $1,000, 2000 Now, actually, you can still find them for like five, six, seven thousand, 6000 as opposed to other parts of the country, which are like, 13, 15, $20,000 for rusted out clap boxes. But, you know, here in town talking about 350Zs now, I mean, $5,000, $6,000, you can still find them. You got to buy them from fanboys, um, uh, from hot boys, if you will, um, yeah. sometimes. But now, you know, that's true. It's, there's no telling how, how uh, clapped out they are. Roadsters are still a good find. You know, that's for because nobody, if, nobody likes they, they typically become parts cars just because they would be put in the coops. All the true. Parts. I, I well, I wouldn't say nobody likes roadsters, but that's true. That's true. I just yeah. don't like roadsters. I I do have another comment here I wanted to share, which is kind of funny to me. Uh, Jamie was mentioning how Miles was getting flustered a little bit. His twisties are becoming untwisties. Talking about your mustache there. Yeah, when I when I start getting excited, I go from Mario to Wario in two point three seconds. So, uh... goes, yeah, uh, Harold goes. What's wrong, Miles? Mustache too big? Is it... Ooh, Ooh, Harold, Harold. Slow your roll, baby. Slow your roll, baby. Calm down. <laughs> 
combat. This is fun. Um, let's see what else. Um, Bob Soby, uh, he threw in with me VR thirty eight. I would agree. It's a uh, it well, <laughs> well, I would see why he would throw in with me, but I mean, it's an amazing uh, it's an amazing platform. So we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, Haley says Texas community is nuts. Three fifty Z's are around ten thousand dollars. Well, for a deep, for a clean one, I will agree with that for sure. If you want something with an HR potentially and clean, uh, at least middle of the road HR three fifty Z. 10K is probably a good, a decent number. And they are coming up. You know, I've always liked doing that, too. When you look at the life cycle in terms of cost of a particular car, it's sort of like an upside-down bell. And so in the beginning, it's high. At a certain point, it dips low, and it starts to increase again. And if you're lucky, it shoot up even higher. But the 350Z has is already past the low point or is near near the bottom as at moment. It, but you're starting to see a trend uh, increasing uh, of the value of 350Z. So, so it is an incre- uh, appreciating uh, asset, I think, going in the next couple of years here. We're, we're past nearly the, the – uh, actually, 2023, that's a 20-year-old car. We're, we're getting into more of this rarity factor. I think okay. I see more. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, last question for the night, and we're going to shut it down. I have um, one. Let's see. Oh, you're good. Oh, you want to do it? Well, I – uh, online, uh, we didn't we didn't get too many fast enough here. I did have one more. I, I wrote this down as we were talking. Go on. And uh, let me know what you think. This is the last one. We're gonna shut it down at the end. We have to shake hands and and. and uh, I didn't say I wouldn't agree with you. Come on, I ain't gonna shake your hand. <laughs> yeah, my goddamn face. Again, this is meant to be polarizing, Miles. Um, I guess we got to be friends at the end of this. Go on. Sure. A new Sylvia will not happen. Agree or disagree? I think it's going to happen. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah. oh, man. Explain. Hold on. <laughs> well, they already drafted up the picture, so therefore they're going to develop, they're going to dump uh, $20 million into it, right? Just like the IDX? Are you sure? Just, oh, <laughs> a kick in the balls right there. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, no shit, right? There's no guarantees of Nissan. But, um... Let's see here, Sylvia. Forty uh, SX, you know what I mean. Two forty SX, uh, SX series Sylvia. Ever make, Will know, it come back? My agree. My stance is that it won't. And if you want to, while you're thinking about it, I can tell you why I think that. It's it is or it's not. I don't think it is. I think I think there will be an equivalent uh, sport compact that will come out. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think it'll be labeled as a Sylvia. Is it That's one of those me. those typical Nissan things where they don't want to burn the name, so they'll come up with a, an odd name like the the coupe or the, the coupe? Yeah, it's uh, going to be something like that. I, I mean, granted, the bad. I mean, the trend. Like, I we have seen in multiple in other markets where like a manufacturer will bring back a name as an EV, and I can see that with Nissan, it's going to be an EV, but it's going to be a sporty, and they're going to revive a name. But I don't think, even though we I mean, have it's, it's called a coupe and it has four doors happen. now, it's got a, a coupe yeah. crossover. We three rows of seats. That's pissing me off now. I don't yeah, get it yeah. anymore. Stop it. You know. Okay, so anyway. back back to you. All so right, do you think it. a Sylvia will happen or not? And then we'll wrap it up. In my heart of hearts, in my Nissan heart of hearts. Okay. I think it's going to happen. Okay. I would like it to happen. I would I, like it to happen. I, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I am hopeful. I, I am hopeful that it's going to happen. Because quite honestly, 
there's the market for it. Because if you think about it, all the platforms that Nissan has, Nissan doesn't really have shit. Now I'm thinking about the Versa and how much they're selling those. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, but, okay. I'm going to stick with it because the mustache is telling me to do it. Yes, <laughs> okay. they're going to make it. Okay. Um, because I really think that there's a market for a performance two-door that's got to compete with Toyota's Corolla. Ooh. I said it, and I sound smart. Go on. <sighs> okay. That's fine. Again, I I, I am because what do I'm we have wishful. that, that com- what do we have that competes with that? We don't. You got to think about. It. You're right. The Corolla yeah, is if out. You say the Versa, FRS is there. If you we make don't a Nismo a Versa, we're gonna laugh at you. Well, they probably still are, but it's gonna be front wheel drive. They need a rear wheel drive. They need a rear wheel drive four cylinder. I like where your head's at. See, finally, you're thinking like a. Well, see, I say that, but I still don't think they're gonna do it. That's the problem. Oh yeah, but happen? I think they're yeah. gonna do it. Okay. Because okay. I, because I'm disillusioned. All right. Now okay. you tell me okay. your stance, cowboy. Go ahead. Well, that again, my stance is, I don't think it's going to happen. I think I, I think something will come out, but I think it's gonna it's not going to be a Sylvia though. That's my stance. All right. I see. I where you're that. So, I, I you know this has been. I, I I'm not saying we have to stop doing this, but I, I don't know how to stop doing what we're doing. No, because well, this it was crazy. This is like. What's funny is we talk about back alley chat, but this yes. is traditionally what we talk about. This is what we we're talking it, about. When we yes. get enough beers at us and we're at a car event <laughs> and we're in a parking lot, this is what we do. We talk and yes. we, and depending on the level of arguments that happen, uh, one of us is going to ride home or both of us is going to ride home in the car. So <laughs> um, we'll see how it goes. Can, uh, can we yeah. just say that we, that I learned some things? And then you learn some things, mm. and then we have a mutual understanding, and we walk away peacefully. I feel like you want a bro hug right now, and <laughs> I, I'm not ready to commit to a bro hug. Okay, you, feel, you just want to squash it, bro? You just want to squash <laughs> it? No. <laughs> I don't think we're there just yet. Okay. I'll give no Eskimo kiss on this side. All right, so <laughs> we're not going to go with that. So, um, okay. Last of the comments. My favorite Japanese Nissan. Uh, love that car. I would agree. So I think they mentioned um, Sylvia on that one. Yep. Yeah. So we'll go from there. Um, Harold said Sylvia EB. You know, in this day and age, Harold, I kind of have to give Mike a bit of a nod. A lot of... I feel like a lot of vehicles with Nissan, Toyota, any of the platforms, any of the manufacturers are going to be that world. That is the future of a lot of these models. And for them to kind of come out, that's the way it goes. So, um, you know, I still said this, that Nissan needs to put out like an equivalent Nissan hard body or original like mini. I wouldn't say mini truck, but it is what it is. Um, And then do that in an EV. They would squash it. I tell you what. And what I would say is that if Nissan came out with an EV mini truck and they called it, I don't know, 620 or something like that, then I would be more enticed to say that the Sylvia name would come back. But I think it's going to be something new. But oh, anyway. you feel that somebody else has to um, break the ice in that regard? Yes, I think, and I think the truck market would do it for sure, more than a car market. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, yeah. good talk. Um, I'm not saying we're friends. We're, we're good, pretty good acquaintances. So yeah. So. Well, I'm looking for a hug. If anybody knows, like, according to Haley here, I, I, <laughs> we got. Yeah, he's just... he's not getting a lot of hugs these days. I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there on the interwebs. So we'll leave it alone. So, uh, but um, yeah, a few more things here that we got to go over. Uh, let's kind of cover events. Um, yeah. For those that are in the know, Super Lap Battle is right down the way. 
Um, we wanted to talk about that. That's coming to Coda here at Austin, Texas, March 11th through March 12th. Mike and myself will actually be there with bells on. Um, so um, we will be there covering the event, maybe potentially helping out some of our good friends that might need uh, additional wrenches or running for coffee duty. Whatever we got to <laughs> do. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, we will be, be there trying to help out with the uh, garage support and also covering the event. Um, so if you see us around um, this year at Austin, Texas, uh, for March 11th, come up, um, take a picture with us, hang out. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to kind of meet you. Uh, this will be the fifth year for Super Battle, and uh, me and Mike have kind of been going to these since the beginning. So I, this will be every year for me, honestly. Though, like you said, man, we've got a lot of friends that are going to be there that we've made along the way, and uh, I honestly I see it as being a big party and a great yeah. time to meet we new have people as well. Yeah. So, so again, um, we'll we'll yeah. uh, we'll see if you're there this year. If you have the means, highly recommended. It's a great oh. event. Or Good if it's coming to your neck of the woods, uh, definitely make that. Yeah. Uh, tickets for Super Lap Battle are twenty bucks online, thirty five dollars at the gate. Still so, twenty uh, bucks. That's so crazy to me that that's that cheap. It again, blows in this my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to like the organizers, like, how do you do it like that? And he goes, it's not about the price. He goes, we make our money on the back end. He goes, but we want it to be about the community. And I'm like. When, when the organizers tell you something like that, you know their heart's in it. And that's why we need to support an event like that. So, again, if you get an opportunity, check out Super Lap Battle either here in Austin, Texas this year. Or if it's coming to your neck of the woods for the other events that it's doing, Grid Life, again, Super Lap Battle. Grid Life series, um, yep. This is a Time Attack competition, <laughs> cup racing, drift event, car show. Um, again, uh, I cannot... Uh, comment on how much fun I always have. Uh, we're hoping that we're going to see some of our friends. A little shout out to John Wheeler, uh, Bob Sobey, who's on with us tonight, Brian Vela, uh, Haley, who is on here, of course, tonight with us, like as always. Um, we'll be participating. Uh, we'll be there to do whatever they need. So, Haley, if there's something you need from us, sweetheart, you let us know and we'll definitely be under there uh, under your hood, kind of fixing whatever you need for us. If you need to let us do that. Um, we're going to be having a good party with that. Come and join us um, again, register at super lap battle USA um, or get your tickets uh, at super lap battle USA. And uh, we will see you there if you get an opportunity. So cool. Cool. Uh, next up on our uh, event segment, we want to promote a new, this is going to be the first year for this next event. This is called Texas Z fest. Uh, it is happening March 29th through April 2nd, 2023. This is happening in Fredericksburg, Texas. Now, what might what makes this, although this is the first year of this event, the organizers are no strangers to yeah. being an organizer, uh, for, being event organizers. And these and guys are all all veterans. Every single one of these guys yes. that we we've known and met through car events over the years. Yeah. So you've got nothing but super seasoned. Um, um, organizers, so mm -hmm. I cannot see this event not being a success. It's going to be awesome. It's really cool. Yeah, brought to you by the organizers of Branson Z Fest brings you <laughs> Texas Z Fest. That's what it's all about, though. Again, happening March 29th through April 2nd. Honestly, dude, to do a five day event in the first year, that's brave. It's that is palsy. a brave, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I give them credit for that, man. I mean, hell, um, we did a three day event for nine years. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? You know? I mean, again, because we knew our limits, man. But they, again, that's this is a testament to how how involved their team is and how well they work together, yeah. man. For They're going to sure. have a good event this year. And like I said, for those that don't know, Fredericksburg in Texas is a little bit of wine country, so it's uh, it is definitely a lot of opportunities to check out the beer and wine. Um, venues that are uh, in Fredericksburg, and you can actually tell by a lot of their um, their events throughout the week are very much based on that. So if you're looking to have, um, if you're looking to go to a Z event that has a lot of good time potential, um, yeah. this is one of those uh, uh, those good events that I would highly recommend. So hosted here in Fredericksburg, Texas, March 29th through April 2nd. Again, a five day event. Um, what about registration, Mike? Yes, registration is open for this event. Uh, event. Uh, in fact, there is an early bird special that's happening. It ends tomorrow, which is the, the 13th uh, at 11.59 Central Time here. So if you do want to take advantage, save yourself, uh, you know, most cases about 15 bucks yeah. uh, or more. Uh, you definitely want to register for this thing now, essentially. Get out there. Go to TexasZFest.org and and get yourself registered. Yeah. And you uh, and I will that. both be there. Uh, you know, uh, a side note on that: if you happen to be making this event and you want to kind of check out a few things in the Fredericksburg area, I'd highly recommend the Pacific War Museum. Um, it's the Nimitz Museum. Oh, as the it Nimitz. Were. That's um, that is legendary. If you're a history history buff. Um, you definitely want to check that out before you leave Fredericksburg. Um, and then, of course, Auschlander, which is an epic steakhouse. Um, yeah. If you're into that kind of thing, that's another thing I would highly recommend checking out. But again, um, going back to it, um, very cool town, very good yeah. venue, lots of opportunities to really fall in love with the town and, of course, the event. Um, you and me, yeah. Mike, are already set to attend this year. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, we're so we're going to be there again, hanging out, doing this uh, event, and, of course, helping out where we can help out to make this a success. And we hope that you kind of uh, come join us and hang out with us. Now, as far as events go, guys, uh, there are there were a lot of event organizers, a lot of events that are actually promoting uh, open registration. And, and some of these events are actually happening well into the middle of the year, some until nearly the end of 2023. We could be here forever recapping all of them just yeah, now. Yeah. But we're definitely going to bring these in, uh, you know, weeks and weeks before they happen. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk the, about this, maybe bring on some of the organizers and yes. and kind of interview them and go from there. But again, um, as you can see from some of the posts here, um, yep. you know, uh, this is going to be a great event. Um, Jamie's commenting Fredericksburg is a real cool place. I can't agree more. Um, Jay Lee throwing the, uh, the dump of the website on there. Yeah. Thanks buddy. We know, <laughs> <laughs> but again, Jay Lee has a hand in, uh, promoting that. And of course being oh, absolutely. part of the organization, we will uh, love to see him uh, along with a lot of our other good, uh, Nissan friends, um, Chris Pata and says, yep. Uh, us too. So they're actually looking to attend. There is um, one thing I've noticed is in all my groups on Facebook and just monitoring stuff, there's a lot of hype about this event. And uh, and I'm kind of oh, happy yeah. to see that. So Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, the Branson Z Fest guys, very, very knowledgeable. They've been doing it for a very long time. They run a stellar, uh, good, great surgically perfect event every year. So Yeah. yeah. So again, to, to apply that into Texas roads, uh, very, very cool to see them do that. Uh, yeah, getting into events, so like you said, Super Lab Battle, Texas Z-Fest are the two more uh, recent events that will be happening this year. We will continue to talk about the others that are coming along the way. Uh, 
definitely just want to pace it and get you guys the right information at the right time as well. So, so go from there. Uh, Jay Lee said, I won't be at TZF, but my Z will be at BZF. So many yeah. acronyms. So, we, Branson Z Fest is still happening this year as well. I know we haven't mentioned it yet, but yes, Branson Z Fest is still happening. Uh, we had a great time last uh, a year doing that. Had a blast at BCF. Uh, if we yeah. can get enough time free, man, maybe we make all of it, man. Because that was actually a good trip, man. We did, we did gambling always... before we got there and had some fun. Yeah, yeah, we had a good time. You got a tattoo. It was fun, <laughs> man. So we'll have a good time. I told so. you that in confidence. I told you not to. Well, no. That's fine. It is what it is. But uh, moving on. But yeah, uh, thanks again for everybody being with on on with us here tonight um remember our community is your community remember to like share and subscribe um before we go mike um any uh shout outs any uh apologies take backs well uh definitely shout out to uh the guys at nissan challenge uh we've been chatting a lot lately getting ready for this interview which should be really really good this next episode mm. uh thanks to you guys for being online honestly you know if i really give you my personal opinion here in terms <laughs> of uh the amount of responses we've gotten during this back alley chat segment it's been a lot of fun i think we hit on something man i think we need to do this more often honestly uh so thank you guys for joining with us and and, and participating i really enjoyed that um Take backs? No, I meant everything I told you. You are a son of. <laughs> Apologies. I. You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna just stone up too as well. I'm not gonna apologize to you for Jack. Um, that's it. I. You know. I've never liked you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, Go ahead. Tell I, me how you really no, feel. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, and this yeah. officially is the last Nissan Nerd pie. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking my ball and going home. I'm taking my yeah. mustache. I'm going home. Yeah. Like, that's it. Um, no, apologies takes backs. I don't know. I, I don't really apologize for too much. And that's not an ego thing. I just can't remember a whole lot after the first 10 seconds. Yeah. My, Miles um, is, uh, he, he doesn't know where he is. Short term memory. Podcast. All those yeah, years yeah. of, uh, Chemical dependency. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> Just joking. Okay. Um, but no, um, I did want to give a shout out to, um, I know you did the Nissan challenge, but uh, I did want to give a shout out to um, all the guys at Branson Z Fest. Again, yeah. I cannot comment on how great of an event those guys do. Um, you know, there's so much organization and those guys step up every year and for them to have a hand in putting something locally in my area together, along with some of the Austin guys to make this event happen. Um, give a shout out to Branson Z Fest staff helping out with that. I wanted to give a shout out to the Austin crew um, and the Austin uh, fellows that are kind of helping to put the Texas Z Fest together. Yes, I'm super point. excited about it. I feel like we had a void for a little while in the central part of Texas for really good Nissan Z events. And I hope that this kind of lasts for a really long time. And um, yeah, uh, thank you again for, for putting something like this together. It takes a lot of manpower, volunteers, and guts to kind of put something together. So a big shout out to them. Uh, Much regard. less remotely, too. From my, yeah. from the heart on that one. So kudos to them. So agree, agree. Um, last up here, we did have a comments. Uh, when is the next show? We're looking at ne two weeks from now. So that will be January the twenty sixth uh, is when we will have the next show uh, scheduled. Uh, we're, we're planning on that, especially that interview with the Nissan Challenge guys there. Yeah. So um, next uh, interview will be for the Nissan Challenge guys. We'll cover news, a little bit of motorsports, and cover slightly events and but primarily that event that 
podcast will be the interview and we'll pay complete homage to those guys and give them an opportunity to answer questions. So if you want to jump on with the next podcast and talk about that and, and ask questions to those folks, we highly recommend it. And we're going to make sure to make their life a living hell <laughs> as they jump on and coming off of jet lag out of Japan. Yeah. Um, and then immediately oh, yeah. having to start their, their uh, Nissan challenge series. So it's going to be kind of fun. We're going to poke a lot of fun. We'll have a good time. So that's going to be pretty fun, though, too. Uh, guys, uh, last up here again, of course, uh, for those that need to, would like to contact us through social media, we are on all major platforms. Like you said, say, uh, uh, Facebook seems to be pretty common. Instagram has been growing. Thank you for that. Uh, and you can also find us on email. If you want to find us, if you're old fashioned, eat info at nissannerd.com, you can find us there. Uh, contact us with ideas. If you've got a, a, a topic for Back Alley Chat, that's one of them. If you got an event happening locally in your area and you would like for us to help promote it for you, uh, with you, let's talk. Uh, even maybe uh, potentially have a, a interview segment too. Uh, you know, we've been there. We've been organizers in the past, so we know the struggles. And uh, if we can have a lifting hand, uh, we'll, we'll definitely do it, honestly, guys. Yep. Uh, yeah. You said a uh, lot. All right. Great yeah, time. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. On that note, guys, uh, go ahead and um, – uh, have a good night, and uh, we will see you on the next podcast. Um, Mike, you know, I'm not mad at you. I love you. All right. Okay. All right. You too. All right. Kind of, yeah. sort of. I mean, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're, we're friendsly. We're friends, know? right? So we're friendsly. So we'll leave <laughs> we're it We're friendly. Yeah, I wouldn't say we're friendly. We're friendsly. So it's uh, we'll leave it at that. But again, uh, the one last come by for the road. Um, until Let's then, see you, uh, see you in the garage. Good. Get in your garages. Make something cool. Make it happen, guys. Mm. Kampai. All right, guys. Thanks for being with us. We'll be with you again shortly. Oh my God, <sighs> that's good, man. I actually really, dude. I'll be honest. Uh, you know, we we took uh, our last episode was uh, three weeks ago. We took an extra liberties because of the holiday, and honestly, I missed doing these things, man. It sounds crazy though, man. I actually enjoyed uh, doing this, even though it seems like it seems stressful. Getting what are you, what are you doing? Are you? <laughs> I don't know. Can I, 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 okay, as you do, I disagree with what you're doing right now. Okay, sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, uh, I don't know, you were talking something. I, I was saying, uh, you know, and, I actually, booms. go ahead. As, uh, as much yeah. as, uh, and as you know, Miles, sometimes before these episodes, you know, I, I, so I'm i doing some last minute so boring. prep and uh, anxiousness. And then, but as we get these things, they're, they're so much fun, man. And uh, I, I appreciate doing this. You're man, still so, talking. Yes. Yes. I love you. I'm done. I'm done. Hey, take backs. I don't want you to take backs. <laughs> just... Do I need to find more? Yeah, is this part of my take back? I should just reverse everything. No, I I'm just kidding. I love you very much, man. Yeah, and, I love you too, uh, buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, that's it. Um, thanks hey, again for over? everybody. Yeah. yeah, I'm coming over this weekend. This weekend? Right? Uh, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I'll come over cool. this weekend. Just I'll pull, pull your engine. engine for you. I'll do We're all gonna your pull work the engine. for you. Yeah. Hey, the fluids are going to be out. I'm doing that. That's beforehand. weird. Don't ever, don't ever tell me that statement again. So, <laughs> but 
That's just <laughs> awkward. But yes, I'll pull your being... engine out. I'll do all the hard work. You yeah, don't, don't have to do nothing, right? Uh, so sure, sure. All right, all right. All you right. figure out how you want to pay me. So we'll go from there. What? Do I... Full frontal uh, nudity. We'll figure up. it out. We'll go from there. So this podcast is over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a good night. We'll see you later. Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon. All right. Mm.